This is Jim Hosking. Jim is the director of the Greasy Strangler, and you are listening to Without Your Head. Without your head, I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Barbara Magnolfi. <laughs> Hi. 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 I hope I got this. Yeah, so, uh, you got it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I am half Italian, so maybe that helps. Oh well, for sure, <laughs> you got it in your blood. See. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let me know first of all, you're going to be at Texas Frightmare Weekend, uh, as well as I will be. Uh, May 5th through 7th in uh, Texas, and um, you're having a Suspiria reunion. And uh, how did you get involved in Suspiria uh, when it was being made? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes, first of all, yeah, I'm stoked that we're going to all be at uh, Texas Frightmare. Yeah. Know? And I'm I'm so happy that um, uh, we could, uh, you know, do a Suspiria reunion. <laughs> Yeah, as the fortieth anniversary. So Suspiria. Uh, well, let's see. I was like uh, uh, up and coming, you know, actress. I just finished shooting a movie at the time, and uh, I was contacted by my agent. Uh, you know, to so I had to go. I remember I was out of uh, town, right? Mm-hmm. And my agent called me. It's like, oh my god, you got to come back right away. Uh, Dario Argento wants to see you. And uh, so basically I took a flight back from where I was and uh, I went to meet Dario in the production company the morning after, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a -a one-of-a-kind audition and meeting, I must say, right? And Mm -hmm. he, he basically gave me this big script, very thick script, like, you know, must have had like, I don't know, 200 pages, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That, that said Suspiria. And he says, okay, just look up the role of uh, Olga. And I said, okay. So I looked it up and we were sitting one across the other, you know, on two chairs. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I read the, I didn't read aloud. I just read it for myself. And then he asked me questions. He said, uh, so how do you see this character? How do you see her? What would you, you know, how would you see her? And mm-hmm. I told him my, my, um, how I would see this character. 
I guess he liked it. And, you know, he then put me in the middle of the room uh, and he asked me to move a certain way because basically I had to be a dancer, you know, like Mm -hmm. at the last year of the dance academy. So Mm -hmm. more skilled, you know, than others. So I moved. I did a couple of moves and he, he was turning around me as if he was holding a, holding a camera, you know? He was looking right. at me through... Uh, like the lens. Through like the lens, but not, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then he got really excited. <laughs> he got really excited. He said, okay, great. And I, you know, he let me go. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, well, that was uh, weird. <laughs> but I kind of liked it. It was like, unlike any other meeting or audition I had done so Mm -hmm. and you know I got the role and it's fair to say that uh, Dario and I became really good friends you know from the beginning Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we were on the same page on several things you know so that's how I got involved Um, Mm yeah yeah when when he said when you said he asked you uh, how you would uh, play Olga, uh, what was your answer? What what were the things like you added to the character? I think pretty much uh, I added everything. I mean, I added you know obviously what he agreed as well, right? But uh, yeah. I think uh, I don't quite remember. Yeah, I I I I think I told him at the time, right? It's a long time mm-hmm. ago, but. Sure. I, I said that I was like terrified, but you know, I went with my guts. Basically, I said, you know, wow, she's pretty much like a, um, a very cheeky, you know, like a, mm-hmm. I will play her like that. And I remember associating Olga like a big cat, like a, you know, the movement of a mm-hmm. of a feline, you know, of a cat. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to me, that was it, right? Or a panther, somebody. Uh, it was kind of strange because really, I'm a witch, and mm-hmm. you you should not understand that, right? But uh, it kind of needs to come across as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so basically, I interpreted this character as some wild animal. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. well as a childish, uh, you know, cheeky one, right? Mm-hmm. Ready to get, to go for the prey, the new prey, you know, for the weeks, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> to, and, that's, that's how I channeled that character, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And since you, met, since you mentioned cats, because uh, I've had cats my whole life, mm-hmm. when, they're, when they actually prey on, you know, a mouse or a bird, whatever, not only do they, you know, are seeking regret, but they're also very playful with it. So I exactly. can definitely see... The, the cat, as you mentioned, in, in the role. Yeah, exactly. And also the kind of hissing, like, when I say, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Susie, you know, that's also part of the, you know, the cats, you know, when they go like, like mm-hmm. that, right? Um, yeah, definitely. So that was no suggestions from Dar- Dario on that. That was all my interpretation, right? And even with the movements and the fact that I was a dancer, you know, I had done a lot of ballet 
I, you know, very quickly became a lead ballerina, you know, something I liked very much to, uh, to express myself that way. So that served itself to, for that role, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the and with the long black hair, it's kind of like uh, with the witches. It's like a you know the, you're almost like you know the embodiment of a, of a black cat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, the the green eyes. I mean, everything fit into the into the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, to play kind of childlike too. Was that uh, something that that Dario had brought up? Yeah, uh, well, you see, Suspiria was was originally, I mean, Dario had the story in mind for kids in an mm-hmm. academy of dance. You know, we're talking about barely teenagers. That's how the movie was supposed to be originally. But obviously, nobody accepted that, right? It would have been right. censored all over. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh so if you notice in the movie, though, he kept the, um, the sets, you know, for instance, the door handles, they weren't at the level, the normal level, which you open a door. So mm-hmm. it looks very intimidating and looks much bigger, you know, compared mm-hmm. to the person. Right. So yeah. he, he kept that feeling and he wanted to keep that feeling. He wanted to keep the the childish, you know, playful um uh, in the Academy of Dance, as if we were uh, younger girls. He mm-hmm. wanted to keep that. So if you notice, if you see the movie, uh, you notice that uh, when we open the door handle, so when Jessica Harper, you know, Susie or Sarah open a door, it's mm-hmm. higher up, is above basically the level of your head, the door handle. So uh, as to keep the you know, as if a child was doing it. Yeah. 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 The movies, the movies, uh, really has like a dreamlike quality when you're watching it with uh, all the different, the use of the colors and, you know, it's yeah. not quite realistic. And so when you saw the finished movie, what did you think of it and how different was it than what you envisioned it to be? Oh, you know, once you it, had all the music and everything. Well, I was part of the whole process, uh, mm-hmm. later on. So I, I got, Oh, to I didn't see- know that. I got to see the movie. As I said, you know, Dario and I, we became friends and we were mm-hmm. like long, um, you know, uh, seeing each other. Like, you know, I was part of the afterwards. I would go and uh, uh, visit in the editing room. And uh, oh, so I, I was yeah, there. I realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was there when... Uh, uh, the goblins and Claudio Simonetti and Dario were there. And so mm-hmm. I saw pieces of the movie. I pretty much saw the movie before it actually came out fully, yeah. you know, done. And I saw the process, or at least parts of the process, in which, uh, you know, they decided what uh, uh, to mu- the music would be and, and all that. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to see that, actually. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, I love the movie. I think mm-hmm. the movie is one of a kind. There has never mm-hmm. been a movie of this kind done before, in Italy at least, uh, or anywhere, you know. And there yeah. ha- hasn't been another one. There's been many copies, people that got ideas from the 
yeah. innovations of, you know, the the technicalities and the camera movement that Suspiria had in it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that it, it was one of a kind. I, I see, I see Suspiria like a bit of a dark fairy tale, um, mm-hmm. a dark, um, you know, I'm not particularly a fan of horror, by the way. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Suspiria is one of the movies I really do like. And not not because I'm in it, but <laughs> yeah. just no, no. Seriously, is right, right. But it works. As, mm-hmm. It has this. First of all, Dario is a master at suspense. At mm-hmm. you know, the timing in horror should be is a bit like a timing in comedy. Actually, it has to be perfect to work. You have to build the suspense to a certain point so you could then hit, you know, with the, um, with whatever happened, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you yeah. let it go too fast, it doesn't work, and if you if it's too late, it doesn't work either. If you show too much, it's not good. But he, <laughs> anyway, it's a perfect equilibrium, I think, of. Um, uh, you know, it really does does the trick, and I I love the fact that it's uh, uh, set up in a dance academy, which lends itself as being, you know, kind of a fairy tale, kind of a dark mm-hmm. dark thing, you know, with mm-hmm. this uh, childlike kind of thing. Um, interpret interpreters of the movie, but. Um, I love it. I, I just love Suspiria. It was, you know, um, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. The the colors, you know, were like that because Technicolor, so the primary colors, the three primary colors were used intensely, you know, come out intensely, yeah. like the red, the green, you know, and the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I think it was one of the last, uh, you know, we just got in. They just got in at the last minute. There were no more Technicolor, you know, machines, you know what I'm saying? To process right. the film, you know, mm-hmm. available after that. So, yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, when you watch it, uh, especially if you watch it, like, you know, after the first time, you notice more things. Mm-hmm. And like anytime there's green in the movie, it's usually like a safe place. And when there's red, it signifies you know, the witches are around or something bad's going to happen. Absolutely, and and they were used that way. It, it's mm-hmm. that it, it very well noticed because it it is I think used that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you were around for uh, after he made the movie, and he was uh, you editing it and adding the music and everything. Uh, when you're watching that whole process, did you have any interest in ever doing that yourself? Uh, you know, any of the behind the scenes uh, work on a movie? Most definitely, I've had that interest since I started acting, or also, you know, mm-hmm. it's always been an interest of mine to be um, creating the whole thing rather than just interpreting one character. Um, I like both, but most definitely, mm-hmm. that's where it go- is going right now. That's where it's going in 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 this time now. Um, I'm definitely trying to trying. I mean, starting to uh, get behind the scenes more. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I very much like, I think, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, it's a much more interesting process than just interpreting what one character mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. So uh, can you talk about that all? Anything, uh, any projects that you're you're hoping to, to uh, work on? Well, I um, can talk much about it, but uh, I, I'm working on a project right now, which I am, uh, you know, I have uh, uh, a synopsis for. The script is being uh, written or we're in process of hiring a writer, a good writer for it. And um, it's, a, it's a giallo genre film, or in other words, police, you know, crime uh, mm-hmm. movie and it has something of um, um, how do I put it um, yeah it, it's uh, I can't really talk about it but uh, anyway that's what I'm working on and uh, the the tentative title title of this is Beethoven and um, I would play in this movie I have a role as well you know I mm-hmm. would play a, um, a spiritual investigator hmm. and um it's it's an interesting story but i don't want to give it up and uh, sure. and it's just basically in in the very beginning process of production mm-hmm. yeah uh, speaking of that uh spiritual uh investigator and and spirit witches and stuff uh what are your own beliefs on uh on things like that the supernatural um well, we could talk about that for a long time, but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't believe particularly in uh, witches, right? right. I, uh-huh. I do believe, uh, I do believe, uh, I know for sure, uh, I do believe in, in um, we don't only live one life, I believe in past lives, uh, and, uh, and I believe I... Uh, in uh, if you want to call them ghosts, you know, or people without uh, the, the, the spirit, spirit, spirit mm-hmm. without their bodies, right? And I, mm-hmm. I believe also I could. Um, it's possible to communicate uh, with the with the beings, the beings or spirits that are around, uh, mm-hmm. and these spirits uh, could be. Uh, upset, you know, <laughs> so you get a bad vibe, let's say, right? Uh-huh. Or, you know, in cases of haunted houses or stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I've been kind of a, uh, in a way, I, you know, I've had the, that, that kind of uh, experience. experience and reality for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And also with people that, uh, you know, in my life that I was close to that died mm-hmm. uh, i've been able to be sort of in a, a kind of communication with them so mm-hmm. to me it's not such a you know a being or a spiritual being that's what it is that's what we are right we have we live here in this uh, society and so with a body right yeah but, you know, so I do believe in kind of, uh, but not in a mystic, not in a, you know, not like witches and ghosts. It's like there's no negative or scare in it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, was there any particular uh, experience you had that, that made you believe, or was it something you've always uh, thought about? Um, I, uh, let's just say that, uh, I, I tended to believe that from very early on, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I, I sort of, uh, picked up on energies around me. If you'd say, if you want to say it that way, I'm not sure how mm-hmm. to express that, but, uh, there, there have been experiences also that confirmed that mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Like, um, yeah, S- particularly when um, um, basically somebody died, uh, some, mm-hmm. someone close, very close to me, uh, that died and I wasn't there. And, and uh, yeah, there's been experiences which, you know, m- most definitely. I, I mm-hmm. have... Uh, quite quite a certainty on on uh, on that that uh, mm-hmm. not only do I live do we live more than one life but uh, also to I could be in communication people beings can communicate uh, even without uh, the normal means of communication with you know what I'm with words yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, I find it interesting because I just started using a Ouija board uh, recently for uh-huh. the first time. Uh, I, I was a total total non-believer, and my uh, friend who I do the show with, Annabelle, who couldn't be here today, uh, she's not like a total believer, but you know thinks there's something to it. And mm-hmm. it was a it was a really interesting experience using the Ouija board because it actually uh, had answers, and it wasn't like real crazy spooky stuff. It was just kind of like like if you're just talking to someone kind of mundane, like just telling them about uh, telling us about their life or former life. Exactly. So it, was, it was interesting. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and without a board either without a Ouija mm-hmm. board. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's not like a, a weird practice for me. It's like a normal thing. If I want to get in communication with someone, I am, I, I can, Mm-hmm. Do you think? Because uh, I I'm from America, but uh, in yeah. Italy is that is that more is that seen more as like uh, a common belief? Uh, it's, is it you know how is it seen in Italy? I guess. Well, um, uh, I'm like not spirits. Sure. I mm-hmm. am not sure. All I know is that. That's um, what you believe personally. What I believe personally, yeah. and uh, also before the. The, the actual Bible was altered, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that was the belief also in, in, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm a believe, I believe in that because I've experienced it. Right. I've had uh, almost like near death experience. And I know, uh, if you wish, I definitely have been, I definitely, I have certainty on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I find that very interesting. Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, Suspiria was real to me in, in, in mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, the, that, that uh, sort of um, this place was haunted, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. So when you mentioned, uh, you know, your agent said Dario wanted to see you. So this was even before you met him and you guys had, you know, uh, clicked and, you know, had chemistry together. What was it about you? Do you think that made him want to see you? Was it just your look? Oh, I think, uh, well, I, first of all, I was one of the most, uh, uh, promising, you know, actors oh, at the time. <laughs> And I was considered the one that could, uh, you know, switch from, you know, kind of bridge over to to US, you know, to Hollywood kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I was very, you know, had done a few films and uh, I was like modeling. I was on uh, several billboards kind of, uh, you know, big mm-hmm. posters in Italy for uh, big advertisements and I, I yeah I was up and coming I was quite popular you see yeah. a lot of me at the time and yeah. uh, I think I uh, I never no I never met Dario before we actually met in the in the but I'm sure he'd seen me around and I believe the fact that I was a dancer and an that the fact was known that I was a dancer right mm-hmm. um, right not so, prof- yeah. professional, but but basically that I had done a lot of dance and my, my kind of body and uh, my look probably mm-hmm. had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how was uh, how was Suspiria uh, seen by audiences in Italy? What did they think of it? Because uh, if you were known as a model and upcoming, and then you're in this uh, horror movie, uh, how did they feel about it? I was never a model per se, you know, I was uh-huh. just, na- I was never labeled a model. I, okay. uh, this is something that came later on from biography that had been written about me, but, uh, okay. I was never a model. I did a movie when I was 13. That was my first movie. And, uh, and, you know, I continued on that path, the model, thing wasn't so I mean there wasn't that oh okay the model now in a horror movie it wasn't like that it was mm-hmm. just um you know you said you're upcoming actor so I didn't know if you were in horror movies before Suspiria I was in a so, movie with uh Seth, movie. Sergio mm-hmm. Martino mm-hmm. uh uh Suspicious Death of a Minor with um Mel Ferrer and uh with uh, Claudio Cassinelli and other people. So another director who is in the genre of uh, uh, giallo or crime mm. or, you know, definitely. Yeah. It was a genre that was going on a lot, you know, mm-hmm. at the time, which actually Dario Argento changed into, it became more of a horror genre, mm-hmm. right? But yes, yeah. I had done movies before, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so it wasn't like, uh, I think it was like kind of a great, you know, that would have happened sooner or later, whether with Dario Argento or somebody else, because definitely I was in a pool of actresses that were amongst the most promising ones. So I think Mm -hmm. that, and the fact that that I landed myself to that role, particularly, you know, Mm -hmm. I... Uh, I'm sure I don't know who else he saw for that role, role at the time. I have mm-hmm. no no idea, but I think it had a lot to do with it. Yeah, and as yeah. I said, we um, we had instant affinity for each other. We mm-hmm. um, 
I well, like chemistry. Click. Yeah, chemistry, yeah. but I don't call it chemistry. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, basically, we thought alike on on mm-hmm. on some things. I loved his the fact that Dario was very, in a way, childlike, which is how I am, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, full of enthusiasm and passion for his vision, and uh, very meticulously. Uh, very meticulous and very much a perfectionist. And, you know, he, he would not let go until he um, saw his vision there. And mm-hmm. uh, I love that about Dario, definitely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we got along. Uh, yeah. He also gave me something that... Uh, was very raw, you know. When I when you you he used to come in my um, uh, sort of dressing room before a scene, right? To make yeah. sure he he had an approach that nobody else had. Nobody else um, um, directed me like Dario did. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean by that? Uh, he, he had, Dario had a way to. Oh, how do I put it? To help you get in the character, if you, to mm-hmm. if you needed help, right? Or to without saying, "Oh, you got to do this and that," right? Had mm-hmm. a way to put you in the character, right? Yeah. Without even you realizing. Mm-hmm. I give you an example. Um, one day we're shooting the scene in my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, with the, with all the paper behind, you know, the apartment, Olga's apartment. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got this flowy dress and stuff and I was all made up, you know, makeup, you know, blah, blah, hair and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And Dario comes in my dressing room just a few minutes before we were ready. They were ready on the set. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he looks at me and he's like, he's like, and then he says, who did your makeup? I said, what do you mean? The makeup artist, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, um, okay. He looks at me and he said, is this how Olga would do her makeup? Mm. I'm like, I, I was like, okay, where is he getting at, right? And then I looked mm-hmm. at myself in the mirror, right? And I'm like, of course, getting into Olga now fully, right? Mm-hmm. Is Olga going to put her makeup like that or not? And I said, mm-hmm. no, no, she wouldn't. I said, okay, I want you to do your makeup as Olga would do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? I mean, the makeup artist said, no, I want you to do your makeup as Olga would do it. I said, okay, fine. So I, you know, fixed up my makeup as if I was Olga. And as mm-hmm. I was doing this, I was totally into character. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, whoa. And so then he came back and he said, okay, we're ready on set. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. Right. Yeah. And uh, so basically, that's the kind of thing he would do. Mm-hmm. Which is very clever because not only, you know, on the surface, it's like, uh, 
you, th- you think you're getting the look down, but you're actually becoming that character to put on the makeup. And then exactly. you're so exactly. So yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to, you know, I have a couple questions here from the Facebook. If you have time to answer them. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Epstein wants to know, uh, what was it like to have every actor speaking different languages on, the on Suspiria? Uh, you know, this is very strange because <laughs> I, th- I never was present when we were speaking different languages, you know? Uh-huh. I, I mean, see. we were, maybe some people was, the, sh- the movie was shot in English. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was dubbed in Italian and then later on in English. The thing is that, uh, Maybe there were some people that didn't speak English properly, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so, but in the time that I was there, we all spoke English on set, and I don't didn't have that experience. I mean, I um, I, I mean, Stefania Casini uh, spoke perfect English. I spoke English. Um, yeah, I don't know where that came from. It's mm-hmm. probably that, uh, you know, there were different accents and different, <laughs> it's, right, right. it's a bit messy, right? So the sound, the sound for the, the dialogue had to be dubbed in, you know, but mm-hmm. every, every movie was dubbed in Italian anyway, but mm-hmm. uh, this one was also dubbed in English. In other words, the voiceover was, was made after the movie, you know, for the sound, for the dialogues. Yeah, I yeah. Getcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Lloyd Duff wants to know: Was Olga ever supposed to be in uh, more scenes? Yes, definitely. Olga was supposed to be in uh, uh, a couple more scenes. Yeah, one of which was uh, uh, the ballet, the ballet, mm-hmm. the final ballet where everybody goes at the end, right? And mm-hmm. that's the time where Jessica Harper follows the steps and. Uh, discovers the the thing right um i was supposed well since i played the lead sort of the 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 ballerina at the last year and of the dance academy that's why i was living outside the academy and all that right it was Mm -hmm. only natural that you could see me at the end leading the ballet the bolshoi ballet that they all go to see right Mm -hmm. Uh, however dario decided at the end that we weren't going to shoot that because it was taken away from the suspense. In -hmm. other words, we wanted to leave it in the mystery, right? About my character. Mm -hmm. So, and he didn't want to show much of the ballet either. Um, I don't know what the, I believe it was a matter of, uh, uh, the the not interrupt interrupting the suspense at the end mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but yes okay. it was supposed to be more scenes yeah interesting so uh, again uh you can see barbara here in person texas frightmare weekend uh may 5th through 7th mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to it uh i was at texas a couple years ago for frightmare i was supposed to be last year but i got very sick and couldn't go and so I'm looking forward to this year. Have you ever been to Texas before? No, <laughs> no, it's my first time. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I'm very, it's very big. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, very excited about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's good barbecue in Texas. I don't know if you're into barbecue, but 
Oh. It's good for Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to experience that. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, I want to thank I want to thank you for coming in and talking to me today. Okay, it's my pleasure. Excellent. It's been very fun. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you in Texas then. Yes, definitely. Okay. okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Stephanie Estes, the star of Bethany. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, thanks. We're supposed to get like 16 to 20 inches of snow, but it's all rain at the moment, so I'm happy about that. Oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for people who don't know about Bethany yet, can you give them an idea what the movie is? Sure. Um, it's a horror film, uh, but it's more of like a a psychological, uh, like the horror is more based in psychology. I mean, there are some supernatural aspects to it, but it's um, a film uh, sort of in the vein of like the Babadook or um, Repulsion where the protagonist's mental state is a bit compromised. So you're rather unsure of what, if, if the horror that you're seeing is um, actually happening or is being produced by um, their fragile mental state. Mm-hmm. Which I always find interesting because, you know, uh, people use the term which originated back in the day, like uh, people battling their demons and stuff like that. And that's usually about drugs and stuff. But still, you, uh, you never know. It, it kind of asks a question, like, is someone really uh, mentally ill or is there something uh, more to the movie or to the story? Uh- Yes, exactly. And I think with this movie, you know, you're definitely asking that question. And then there's like the supernatural twist where like the supernatural thing that's happening is rooted in the psychology and trauma that this character has experienced in her past. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. How do you prepare to play uh, someone like that? Um, gosh, I did a lot of research, um, watched some videos um the 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 character that i play um has a depression she's suicidal she um has has she's experienced the trauma of losing a child um and also has had um some sort of abuse at the hands of her mother um so i i mean i watched um I watched movies where the characters had experienced some of those things. I watched some video YouTube testimonials about people talking about their experiences with stillbirths. Um, I worked a lot with James, the director in terms of coming up with um, sort of a backstory for my character that I, as Stephanie could relate to. I mean, I'm fortunate that I don't, deal with these problems that my character has deals with in real life, but creating a backstory that resonated with me. Um, uh, and he was really helpful in doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, what did you think of, uh, James, uh, as a director? Oh, he was great. Um, I mean, we've since worked together, um, a second time on a, a sort of detective noirish thriller, uh, but he's very collaborative. He's very focused and specific about what he wants, which as an actor is helpful. Um, and with this film, I mean, I remember showing up on set and he had like this binder with notes that were color coded in terms of like what he wanted the lighting to be, what he wanted the costumes to be, what he wanted the shot to be. So he was very thorough specifically with this film and creating um, his vision. And I think he was very successful at doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's been directing since he was like a teen, I think. And uh, he's still pretty yeah, young right now. It's 
pretty impressive. He's, I think he's 25 and he's done, oh gosh, I don't know how many films, but it's, it's very, it's very impressive. Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, abusive mom in, in the movie, Shannon Doherty plays your mom and, um, mm-hmm. she does a great job. Uh, were you ever around her for, uh, while the movie was filming? Cause if uh, yeah, people don't we... know, it's a younger you, you know, when they show yes. you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of scenes where, um, the sort of flashback, uh, kind of merges in with the reality. So I was able to shoot those scenes with her, but I, I, unfortunately I didn't have the opportunity to have like some real meaty scenes with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of that though, when you see the, uh, the finished movie for the first time, what did you think? You know, cause you get to see, uh, all all of it edited (laughs) together with the music and, um, I mean, I knew what was coming, um, obviously, because I had read the script and shot it, but I was still very creeped out. And, um, like, there were, there were times when I had to look away. Like, I was like, that is horrifying what is happening on screen, and I cannot watch this. And I'm, I, I, I you know, when you're shooting something where they're relying on special effects, you never really know what the the finished product is going to look like but this um there were some moments where i was like damn that is wow that's in, intense and disgusting in the best way in the best way yeah yeah uh how did you get involved in the movie to begin with um well i like i sent in an, an audition tape um i was out of town when they were initially seeing actresses um for the role of claire and, um, yeah, James really liked my audition tape, so I came in and read for him, although I didn't know it was him, um, and some producers. And I guess, like, as I said, James was looking for something very specific, and I guess I was lucky in that I encompassed that for him um, because later that day they they called me it wasn't even that much. I was like literally getting into my car and they were like, you got the part. <laughs> um, so it, it was sort of, it was a bit serendipitous, I guess. Mm-hmm. You mentioned all the, the backstory and, uh, of, the, of your character. Uh, what interested you about the script? Um, well, I liked that it was a complex, um, interesting, female protagonist who sort of goes through a bit of, um, I think a transformation in the movie, you know, she's dealing with all this trauma. She's dealing with this house that may or not may or may not be haunted. Um, but in the course of the film, she kind of has to confront her past and, um, and come out stronger for it. So I appreciated that aspect to the story. Um, I also think that like some of the themes that it deals with, um, like the, our obsession with beauty, our, um, our relationship with our parents, um, were, were quite interesting and something that you don't necessarily see all that much, um, in horror films. And so I was excited to get to kind of explore those. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like horror movies? Like to watch? I do. Uh-huh. I do. I mean, they scare the bejesus out of me, but <laughs> I enjoy watching them for sure. Yeah. 
What 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 uh what kind of horror movies are your favorites? Um, I recently I really loved It Follows. Um, I guess I mean I love the sort of psychological horror, like Rosemary's Baby, or that with like a satanic aspect. Yeah. Um, Rosemary's Baby is like one of the top spots on my list. The Shining, um, but I also. I find The Shining like kind of hilarious. Like Jack Nicholson is also hilarious in that movie. Does that do you do you you think so? It's like it's like, and it's also like kind of a rumination on the terrors of marriage. You know, like oh, (laughs) this this is scary. Um, And then, gosh, um, thinking back to films that I saw as a teenager, like. Nightmare on Elm Street terrified me. Um, and I think that has part of, like a sort of psychological aspect to it as well. Like the idea of a killer that can get you in your dreams is, is kind of psychological, I suppose. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you want to be, uh, get into acting? Um, well, I... My aunt was an actress. Um, my uncle was an opera singer. So um, growing up, I was exposed to a lot of theatricality. Um, and I think, like, the the act of um, creating characters and telling stories really appealed to me. I was also able to kind of explore aspects of my personality that perhaps I naturally keep a bit more under wraps. Um, so it, it became sort of a, um, I don't know, a release for me that was kind of addictive and really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Just real quick back to Friday, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen, uh, the, the, uh, it's, I don't know if it's the last one anymore, but, um, uh, a new nightmare. I think it's the most underrated of them. And speaking of yes. psychological, I was, there's yeah. a lot of, that's a great question about, you know, like, why do we uh why do we kind of cheer for the for the villain in these movies? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um gosh, I don't know. I think I think there's like an intrinsic part of human nature that is sort of attracted to that dark macabre sort of aspect of horror, no? Yeah. I think that's why we root for villains. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think that's just a part of human nature to kind of gravitate to, yeah, that really nasty dark side. Mm-hmm. Of, and you can, yeah, and you can kind of get away with it through a movie because you know it's uh, exactly, not a, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not real life, but so mm-hmm. you can kind of explore that without actually becoming a psychopath in real life. Yeah. You know, uh, back to Beth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, back to Bethany. Uh, you know, Tom Green's in it as uh, as psychiatrist counselor, and uh, yeah. I think he's he's really good at it because he is a little bit of a comic relief. But it's just because I think he's naturally funny. But he's not oh, like over the yeah. Yes, but he's not over the top where it takes you out of the movie. And, uh, so, no, no. Yeah. So what was uh, what was it like work with Tom Green? I guess. Um, awesome. Like I, I had more scenes, more actual scenes with Tom where we had, you know, dialogue, um, to exchange with each other. Um, and he, 
I mean, I grew up watching the Tom Green show and just thinking that he was the bee's knees. Like he, like the bum bum song was like my jam <laughs> when I was like a kid. So I was a bit like, I was feeling like a little bit of a fangirl and was trying to, you know, keep it cool. Um, and working with him, he was, you know, you would expect him to be such a wacky person in real life, but he was so focused and um, just really chill on set. Um, and the scenes, I think, brought great moments of levity for me, at least. Just, you know, most of the scenes in the movie, I'm crying or mm-hmm. <laughs> upset about something. And the scenes with Tom were just, I don't know, a nice break. And you're so right. Like, he's he does a great job at playing straight but he's also funny in a very naturalistic and effortless way, which I think, I I mean, I just think that's who he is. Like, I don't think he could not be funny. Yeah. Just hearing him do kind of the calm, you know, uh, psychiatrist voice really made me laugh, but, but it's like I said, it's not where it's taking you out of the movie or anything. It's just, uh... no, no, it's just, it's a nice little break. Mm -hmm. It's a nice little break. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned. And he's he's a nice guy. Yeah, you always see. I've never talked to him anything. He always seems like a great guy. Uh, I too grew up watching the Tom Green show, and I actually sang the Bum Bum song to someone not too long ago, and they had no idea what I was talking about. So I was, I was very sad Stop. about that. But but I was happy. It's to a national people. treasure. It's exactly. a national treasure of a song. Exactly. And yeah, <laughs> and he brought in that whole kind of the jackass stuff, and I, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for some of that. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, even now you look at, like, the Eric Andre show. It's, like, totally what he was doing back in, I guess, late 90s. Like, Mm -hmm. that sort of, yeah, jackass type of prankster humor. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he was really the catalyst for all of that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what about your co-star, Zach Ward? Uh, Do you feel like you guys had good chemistry together? I think so. He, I mean, he's such a nice guy. Um, and was so lovely to work with. And, you know, he ran lines with me when I needed to run lines. He gave me my space when I needed to, you know, go to a dark place in a, in a corner on set. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think we had good chemistry and, and yeah, he was just r- real nice to work with. Mm-hmm. There are everyone. I mean, I was really lucky, like all of, my co-stars were really seasoned pros, you know, and it's really nice to get to set and know that everyone that you're going to encounter knows their shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you mentioned the movie being creepy, obviously, and uh, there's a really creepy old guy scene in the movie. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah, I... I this yeah. I watched I I watched the screener recently, um, just to sort of refresh myself with everything that happens and that scene is so disturbing. <laughs> it's so disturbing. Mm-hmm. Was it... I, did my character just get fondled? Like did that what just happened? <laughs> uh not spoiler alert, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well I was just gonna say now many more people just pre ordered it. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> was it? Was that scene? Well, I hope so. Actually, now that I think about it, was that scene creepier to see than it was to what the film? Um. 
it was creepier to see. I mean, filming it was also the guy, the actor Liam, uh, Leon, sorry, um, who plays Doctor Merman is a fantastic character actor. Like. Mm -hmm. He's the nicest guy. Like when we were running lines, he's like a seasoned New York vet of the theater. He is great and he can turn it on on a dime. So when we were actually shooting, I was fucking terrified. <laughs> but the minute the camera stopped rolling, he was like, are you OK? You know, uh, <laughs> you know, just reassuring me that he wasn't trying Right. To do awful things to me. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's good. That's good to know, especially if yeah. he's listening. Yeah. Uh, do you believe? Do you believe in the supernatural? Yes, I think I do. I mean, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I've had experiences where I'm like, oh, yeah, that that was that was a ghost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any particular? Experience do you believe in you supernatural? Well, oddly enough, uh, I, I never did until uh, the last year or so I've been using a Ouija board with my uh, friend and co-host in the show, Annabelle. Uh, and she uh -huh. believes in stuff a little bit. And I didn't believe any of it. I just think it's kind of nonsense. And then uh, so we used a Ouija board in a cemetery. Then we used it in Salem, Massachusetts. And both times oh we got God. it actually was, you know, worked. And it wasn't what made me believe there's something to it was it wasn't like something like crazy like you know like i think if you're going to make something up even like subconsciously like you'd think of something crazy and spooky and stuff but right. it's kind of like mundane stuff like it was answering and so that made me think i mean there is something uh something to this yeah yeah i mean if you think about if we want to get scientific about it like energy can't be created or destroyed right so someone when someone dies where does their energy go you know it's still there somewhere so Absolutely, it could come back in in some form and maybe toggle the little Ouija board cursor or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I forget the name of it. There is a technical name, so I know we. There is a technical name. Forgive yeah. us. Yeah, we've pissed off all the the Ouija board officials. I know exactly, exactly. You <laughs> know, uh, why do you think uh, the last few years it seems like uh, ghost stories, supernatural movies have really made like a comeback? Um. I don't know. I mean, maybe I think maybe horror goes in waves, you know, like in the 90s, it seemed like there were more like the Scream franchise about serial killers or like, you know, the next door neighbor or your boyfriend who was really trying to murder you. Um, so it, it could just be a wave. But I mean, I don't know. I think also those tales are quite timeless, right? We've been mm -hmm. talking about ghosts for, I mean, centuries. Forever, probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah, I think they're sort of a timeless trope in terms of the horror genre. Mm -hmm. So uh, Bethany's in the theaters and on demand this April. And uh, you said you're working with uh, James again. And uh, any other projects coming out soon? Um, I have uh, a sort of sci-fi thriller that should be released sometime this year. I'm not exactly sure when. Um, but that is sort of Hitchcockian. It's called Identity. Should be cool. Um, and then a period drama set in the 1950s um, called Nothing Like the Sun, which is um, is a cast of really strong females. Which um, I'm excited to see how that turns out and plays with audiences. Yeah. Very cool. 
And uh, for people yeah. listening, uh, how can they find you? Not like at your house, but online. <laughs> yeah, how can they follow? Um, I'm I'm not on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm on Instagram. It's at Stephanie Estes, and then on Facebook, um, I think it's at official Stephanie Estes. All right, cool. I don't like Twitter either. I don't either. It's pretty, mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's. You know, it's run its course. Yeah, I have one for the show, and basically it's just me saying, "Listen to the show." But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, thank you for talking to me today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, any other time you have something in the genre coming up, uh, it'd be great to have you back on. Oh, awesome! Thanks so much. Thanks. Yep. And uh, Bethany in theaters and on demand this April.
All right, and welcome to the Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal. This is Annabelle Lecter. This is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna I did have a poll up, it only had a couple it only had a couple names, but uh we need the uh, Annabelle brought this up before we went live, the name Seth Heiss contest. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Seth? Are you willing to just whatever whatever wins? To, will you accept that as your nickname? <laughs> sure, as long as like, what if it's like Slutbag Seth or something? Like that'd be fitting. That seriously. Slut Would it really bother you? No, that's that's like what you call yourself all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll so figure we'll... this out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think and his last name is Heiss, stuff. so if people want to do anything phonetic or rhymes, it's Seth Heiss. What, what would what would they do? Like Beth Dice? <laughs> like Heiss Heiss Baby. Oh, God. I can't forget that one. It's too catchy. For real. It is a good one. Yep, but I is. think it would be weird to introduce yourself, and this is Heiss Heiss Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one would listen to the show anymore. No. They don't. <laughs> they don't. The end of that. They don't anyway. So. Uh-huh. Make any difference? <laughs> no, no, I kid. Jeez. So, so horror things are happening out there and stuff and stuff. Did yeah, you know no, no, that no, Texas Frightmare no, no. is right around the corner? Speaking of Suspiria whatnots, mm-hmm. right around the bend, Texas. That's like five weeks away, I believe. Damn, that's, that's crazy. Something like that. That's, that's that really scary. But, but yeah, it's weird because I remember you specifically messaging me saying, oh, the milkshake is amazing and getting the picture and everything. And it's like, God, that was almost a year ago already. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I did, I did the top. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You bring it up and it's like my whole face just changed. It's like, <laughs> oh. I did uh, <laughs> mention somebody that I... I don't really know this person, but they're on my Snapchat, so I, therefore, I, you know, it's okay to message them. But um, she mentioned the root beer uh, shake, and I was like, my friend is obsessed with that. She literally responded and said, okay. <laughs> well, I am. Well, we don't have it up here. Yeah. So, sorry, but it's special. We just have root and beer she, folks. It's not comparable. Yeah, she didn't have, like, you know, stuff like Zaxby's. I don't even know if you guys have Zaxby's. Oh. Never heard of it. Uh, maybe speaking just... of never heard of, I cannot believe you've never heard of the term bullshit artist, Neil. What? No, I never, not, uh, no, that is I'd not never a local it. colloquialism. That is, a, that exists. How have You're you... You're fucking sheltered if you don't think that that's a thing. That is a normal, maybe not, uh, maybe of uh, uh, yesteryear. I don't know if young Mr. Heiss is aware of such a term, but no, yeah. Mr. Heiss is totally normal. Yeah, no, I've heard of that before. Yeah. This means you're full of shit. <laughs> a lot. You're bullshit. From what I understand, my uh, my uh, grandfather used the word a lot, the term a lot. Yeah, see? I mean, it's not it's like an old person saying. It's not like, you know... D- the sailors living out in their shanties are like, hey, ye bullshit artist. <laughs> How have you not heard that? That's pretty. Yeah. Well, I never lie, so I, I guess maybe I'm just not around the term. That is 
<laughs> Bullshit artist. <laughs> <laughs> I never lie. Uh, it just did. What? Ah. But uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend is coming mm. up. Also, this very weekend, in if you're in <laughs> South Carolina, is Mad Monster. With Even the if you're not in carnival. South Carolina, if you're not in South Carolina, go because Mad Monsters puts on a hell of a show. Yeah, with yes, some pretty special do. people. Yeah, and this year's uh, the Creepy Carnival, so there's like rides and there's games, and you can win prizes. And uh, like uh, Sky Alabar and Michael Saint Michaels are going to be there. Uh, both of them are their first uh, convention. Pretty sweet. I feel bad we're not there because uh, Sky wanted us to show him, uh, yeah. show him, show him around. Well, he should be in Boston for his short film this weekend at the BFF Boston Film Festival. He can't so because he'll be here. What's that? He won't be because he's in South Carolina. I know. It was a he should be. But ah. he's, he should, but he's not because he's there. Mm-hmm. It was the competing interests of we should be there and he should be here. I see. I see. Yeah, so everything is making sense. Yes. <laughs> Perfect world we could flip flop, but perfect world I'd be able to do the long weekend again. I've got Texas Frightmare up and coming, and then uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh, when's Arizona? <laughs> when's Arizona happening? I Mad think the month after. Jesus, I don't know. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I wish they would spread these out a little bit by yourself this year. Uh, I wish they would. Uh, I wish they would spread those out a little bit. Be nice. Yeah, still, even they still, you know, even if you didn't go to the uh, Texas one, it's still like two months. Yeah. You know, or I don't know. Uh, it seems I, there are. There seems like there's a lot of very big, very successful horror conventions now, and I don't. I don't know if they try to like push each other out by being so close to each other. It's like I don't know, cutthroat seeming. Maybe they just don't care. They don't pay attention to what other people are doing, but I don't see how that would be possible. They've got to take it into account, like thinking about how people are spending their money and, you know, a person's only got so much money to do horror conventions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. <clears throat> Texas so what? Yeah. is a Texas frightmare. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got like, Seth is going to be there. Seth is going to be a big man plane, and he's going to be there. So everyone that wants to meet our new team member, Seth Ice. Which who doesn't? I've never met you. I've only met you through the interwebs, and and this, I guess that counts as as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I've just looked at him through his window. I've never actually said hello to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I've seen you out there, you know. Why do you? Oh, you just, you didn't want yeah. to just like break the the, the moment. It's like, exactly. oh, yeah. let him in, let him think he's spying on me. Yeah, yeah. but in <laughs> reality, he's spying on you, spying on him. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> uh huh. So, if anybody is interested, it's kind of like Texas Frightmare has kind of become not last year. I know because Neil was sick and it sucked, and the whole thing was a fucking disaster, but. Generally speaking, Texas Frightmare is kind of like the without your heads unofficial meat place. 
because there's a lot of cool people that we know through the group. And if you want to check out all the awesome people for the Without Your Head group, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Without Your Head Horror. There's some lovely people around. Uh, a lot of people, I feel, have, have actually made friends through Without Your Head. It's very Definitely. nice. Definitely. It's very, very nice to see people that, you know, communicate on, on the page and, or in the group and then, you know, their buddies out uh, outside of that. It's very cool. So these, it's a really good group of people and uh, come to Texas. From what I understand, and uh, I'm, I can't remember the name now, it's still terrible, but there was actually uh, two people who met on Without Your Head several years ago and then I, I lost contact with them and then recently they came back and here they they got married what they met on they met on the what's yeah. about your head group and then they got they got married and in reality is it uh, I forget share the, like who they are uh, yeah because they both post there but not too much anymore but um i'd have to find out to find i forget the names at the moment uh, <laughs> names but it's very cool it's very well cool. it is very nice yes very nice mm-hmm. <laughs> So, are you actually going to be there, sir? I should be. Hopefully, exactly. my plane. I'll doesn't... fucking find him. He won't. It won't <laughs> be pleasant either. If I find you and it's not at that convention, it's going to be like when we suspect it, you're going to get punched. Hey, I can promise I run faster than you. I don't believe that. I'm I'm quite athletic. Yeah, I'm not. But out of fear, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got that big booty. Yeah, it'll slow, slow you down. down. It's gonna like drag you backwards. So uh, early, we had uh, Barbara Magnolfi on the show, and uh, she will be at Texas Frightmare Weekend uh, for the Suspiria 40th anniversary uh, anniversary celebration. So it's gonna be her, Stephanie Cassini, Dario Argento, uh, Claudio uh, Simonetti, and Udo Kier. They've added more people. Oh. Udo is very, line. very enjoyable. Maybe we can actually get like a, a normal interview with a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, what we've got up right now is pretty sweet. He's getting yes. like totally trashed on his Tito's vodka. And he was quite open <laughs> oh, about it, so I don't feel like it's making him look bad to say it. No, no, no. He's, I still he was never really tried it. As our friend Darren Hay would say, he was slooshed. <laughs> he held his own. I mean, I mean, he wasn't like stumbling or like, Rah! it wasn't like that. He's quite quite a personality. He's a good storyteller. Yeah, my brother was pretty slow. Uh, the, the the other night we went to uh, went to the casino, mm-hmm. and uh, he went to go to the car. Wish you well, when he's here. Well, I'll ask about it. But uh, he went to go to the car to we had some leftover food, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, oh my god, the 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 uh, lock went open, and here end up he went to the to a different car. He went to someone else's <laughs> car. <laughs> Can you imagine if the person who owns that car was like, hey, that's my car, and they got in a fight because Troy would realize it's not his car? Yeah, and we were both happy that there was no alarm or anything. Yeah. Yeah, That's happened to me several times before. Tell me he didn't drive, or just don't tell me anything. Well, we did, but it was was hours, hours later. So we were, we went to we went uh, gambling with Deed, and then we gambled some more, and then we played. Then we went to a uh, live SmackDown uh, wrestling show that was uh, yeah 
when you don't recognize hours. when you don't recognize your own vehicle, that's that's uh -oh. time to not drive. Yeah, that's, that's the time it, just don't. Yeah, it's a two and a half hour drive. So, but uh, yeah, he was fine. Uh, come uh, come time to to go home. Dario Argento is a big deal, by the way. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That's a huge guest. <coughs> Maybe we can talk to Dario. I doubt that will happen. So, well, we talked with Malcolm McDowell, and his line was forever and a day. That's very we've, true. We've talked with lots of with awesome people, but there are some people that are very rare, and mm -hmm. and it's difficult to to get them. And yeah. Dario Danny does Danny. seem like perhaps one of those people, but who knows? Maybe uh, I mean, we are press. So, we'll be press. Put the press and impress. Indeed. Uh, Danny Lloyd's going to be there. Danny should bring like a, uh, he should bring a big wheel, like a, an adult <laughs> big wheel. And just ride I got around a big wheel in my bar. I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like the type to ride around on a, a <laughs> big wheel. <laughs> I think it would, I, I would do it. I think it would be. I, I think know you would, would do it. Everybody knows you would do it. <laughs> Everyone knows you would do that. It would be like, hell yeah, I got to go see Danny Lloyd at his table now. Maybe that's what we could do. We can get big wheels and ride up to him. There we go. <laughs> I think if we asked him to, he'd stop <laughs> We could just follow him around the whole time. Uh, just big wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the... I have another idea. It requires a lot less... We could dress up then, like Shining Twins. <laughs> uh huh. I was like, "Oh, you look to you two look exactly like." You're gonna have to have like the blonde hair wig. Oh lord. Yep. <laughs> in a dress. Image, I mean, it's all gonna be in my head of us riding around this convention on these, is playing that Wizard of Oz music whenever the bitch on the bicycle is like. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of Oz is good times. Great movie. Uh, there's some wrestlers there. I, I'm the resident uh, wrestling fan here, but we have a uh, Sting is going to be there, and woo! The That's Nature awesome. Boy. We better have some fucking robes. Yes. And I better have a color I like. Hell, so demanding. <laughs> I better. <laughs> Colors matter, man. What color? What color do you not like? What color do I not like? Yellow. I'm not really a big fan of. Nobody likes yellow. Yeah, I don't like yellow in nature, like a nice sunflower or like the the sun. <laughs> you know, there's stuff that's yellow that's good. You know, mm -hmm. flowers and fish and nature things, but like, yeah, like this little shirt, caution. This little caution sticker on my desk. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, see, there's some yellow <laughs> that's nice. Yellow snow. Clothes, I mean, ah. <laughs> not I'm that the yellow is bad on everybody. A nice pastel yellow, perhaps, is sometimes a bold yellow, but it is not the color for me. The Hulkster. Hulk Hogan. See, it works. It works for some, not for all. What you gonna, what you gonna do, brother? But yeah, I think that's one of his regular colors. Though, was was yellow. That's fine. Then you can be yellow. Red. Let's see. Ric Flair. What is it? Just a robe. Yeah. Flair. Okay. Nature Boy costume and robe and wig. Wow. 
this black one. These don't look. I don't know. I guess. I guess we could do that. Oh, it's got like the feathers on the front. This is ridiculous. There's a pink one, a black one, and a yellow one. Mm-hmm. I'll take so the black just... one. What about a blue one? I'll take the black. Blue would be the sweetest. Well, anyways. Anium's fine by me. I'm not picky. Yeah, but we are, so. <laughs> yeah, we know you're not picky when you're wearing that crappy-ass scarf thing. <laughs> Mike, Mike Terry liked it. And because Mike Terry likes you. He's just trying to be a supportive friend. He's he's that good of a friend that he sees your shitty fucking scarf and is like, Neil, you look fantastic. <laughs> he, he loved it. He thought it was famous. Yeah. He thought it was great. Maybe he can't see. He's trying to be nice to you. He's making it, up my honesty. It was a dollar scarf that you, I bought. That doesn't help say it. For, this is for Pat, no. St. Patrick's Day. No, oh my God, you have another lame ass scarf that you bought not for St. Patrick's Day. That's the same. Well, that one's nice. No, I bought. No, well, no, they're both no. lame as fuck. One, I mean, that other so for, the, for the listening audience, the listening audience out there, it's, one is very big. Usually the other like one is very style. small. I am speaking. Neil usually has <laughs> like a meaning. few. Different, shut the fuck up. Neil usually has a few different <laughs> styles that he works very well. You know, there's there's a range from from dressed down to classy, and it's it's very good, and that's great. And, and that's then not included he just in that. decided on his own, his own brain started to work. Like, where could, how can I be more stylish? I don't know what was going through his head, and he bought this like thin, like tissue paper thin, ladies scarf. Yeah, it really does have to be one of the most horrifying man-made things I've ever seen. It's really, like, maybe if, maybe uh, some man could wear it, but you're not that man. The trash can can it eat it. Not, it does not jibe with your jib. It is just, there's so yeah, many ways a that you can Look at that. Now that's a nice good. scarf. Like, Delina. if I had some kind of, like, and yellow clothes <laughs> it wouldn't look right. it would be weird it's not I, I know it's just my opinion i can't tell you how to dress i know but i don't i don't think it is flattering for you it doesn't it's, flatter your personality you have you're you've got a very and that's just like hey there yeah, there it is, is. Co- now that's a cool scarf I yeah this is coming from chat this is coming from me, and that scarf is very gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scarf is the worst, and the picture doesn't help. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is that is terrible. I like it. it I don't know why. Why do you like it? What? Why? Describe. <laughs> why do you like it? Because I like it. I dig it. it. What's about it that you think is good? I like, I like the, the colors. Color. I like the colors. I do like the colors. I think if it was a thicker material, it would be super. I like it. That's all that matters. That's true. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop giving you shit. <laughs> we don't like it. That's all that matters. That's what matters to, to us. We're just trying to save you from shame and embarrassment. Let's hey, see. listen. Oh, people if- like the picture. If I 
if I show up in Texas and I see that scarf anywhere near me, I'm going to break out into a rash and jump back on the plane. And take no, my hat it'll be too hot. <laughs> don't do it. Don't. It'll don't, be too hot for a scarf. I mean, okay, good. Yeah. Texas, Texas. I don't think even gets cold enough for a scarf, even in the winter. No, I think it depends on where you are in Texas. I think there's, there's Texas got, is like this, like bigger than Australia. Giant. Yeah, it's pretty giant. I think there's a range. What's going on in the horror world? Here we are talking about scarves and in your fruity scarf, but what's happening? <laughs> Well, let's see here. Uh, the Nun is coming out, which is a spinoff from uh, The Conjuring 2. Oh, fuck Christ. <laughs> We're real enthusiastic about this. Nun, 2017. Uh, Let me see this stupidness. The Nun images. I mean, like, it, it, was just a, it definitely looked cool, but it like, I don't know if you, if you guys saw The Conjuring 2, but yeah, um, a lot of people loved it, but um, I was not a fan of it. And uh, like it looked cool, but it had nothing to do with the actual story because Conjuring Two is about an actual you know case. Yeah, and this was just some subplot that had you know absolutely nothing to do with it. You know what it had to do with it? It made them a new movie. That's what it had exactly. to do. With exactly. Because they they did that with the with the doll, and now it's got a sequel. How many? I don't think that. I mean, lots of TV shows used to have spit but I don't think many movies do. I have you to know say, what? This nun picture is scary as fuck. I don't. You know, what? I will give it. I have more hope for the nun movie than I will ever have had for Annabelle because Annabelle is one of the worst movies. Like, if you want to see that movie done right, go watch Rosemary's Baby. Yes, that is a great, great movie. Because uh, I haven't been a fan of Conjuring. I haven't really been a fan of the Insidious movies. Like, Blumhouse movies just don't work for me. Let's see. Here. Oddly enough, uh, Udo Kier and Tom Green are in a movie together. Really? Yes. This is a new thing or what? Yeah, this is a dream casting. People have always wanted to see Tom Green and Udo Kier together, and then finally huh? they are. And, uh, what? 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 Uh, I just made that part up. Okay, but they're in, like, a, they're in a movie together. <laughs> they're in, they're, they're in I, the sequel to Iron Sky. What? It's like one of those Nazi movies, yeah. <laughs> never works. Iron Sky, The Coming Race. A follow-up to uh, the film Iron Sky, in which Nazis plan to take over the world after lying dormant in a secret military base on the moon. Hmm. I like Nazis at the center of the earth. I don't think I saw Iron Sky. What was the one that was going to have Nazis on sharks? That's that flying one. I think it's maybe just called Nazi Sharks. I don't remember. I thought it had some cool name. And what's-his-face was going to be in it? Well, Dieter was going to be in it, and then he had to like back out of that for whatever reasons. I, know I have gonna... a feeling it's not even in a real movie. Nazi Sharks... It was um, Sky Sharks. Sky Sharks. I don't know. There's like there's like 500 people in the movie. There's all these cool like graphics, but it's it never seen. I just don't think it's real. It's real. I think someone. 2017 filming. Is it real yeah. though? 
They probably said that last Robert year. Lissardo, I saw I saw Robert Lissardo in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they made the trailer like th- three or four years ago. Well, and they're the just now filming the movies. Supposedly. Maybe there's budget problems. I, I'll believe it. I'll believe that this movie exists when it actually is out. I believe it. I have faith. It's just a fake movie. I have faith. Amanda Bierce is in it. I know. Oh, it's like talks. 100 people. Mick Garris. I don't believe it's real. I know you don't. You believe either it. all these people are in on it, or they're just like everyone asked them. To, this guy just asked all these people to be in, and they're like, "Hell yeah, I'll be in a movie about flying zombie sharks with Nazis." <laughs> and then the guy was like, "Yeah, but I'm never actually making it." <laughs> False hope. Yeah, it shouldn't have been made by now. <sighs> Didn't they have like multiple like uh, um, Kickstarter campaigns for it too? I don't know. Maybe they had to. Oh, I have my doubts. I'm aware. You don't doubt how good that scarf looks, though. So we know that the you're. you're, you're but it's but it's, but it's real. It's in my hands. I know that it exists. It's not like I'm gonna be wearing the scarf and I say it ever you know for four years and it never happens, but I don't I don't I don't think this movie exists. Uh-huh. See where your logic went. If it happens, I'm all about seeing it. My last Nazi movie really let me down. Which and- one? Uh, well, it had a Nazi in it, a Nazi midget, and I was like, "How can a oh, Nazi midget be bad?" It I wasn't a fan of that because it was not just it wasn't. It looked like a little Hitler, there. but he was like a little Spanish Hitler, which I just didn't. Yeah, they added one level, one level of crazy too far. You're like, yeah, okay, exactly. We have a Hitler midget. All right. That's all you need. You don't need more than that. Yeah, I agree. Like, well, now he's going to speak. You know, his, he's going to speak Spanish. It's like, well, why? Don't need it. Agree. You shouldn't just add shit just for the sake of adding it. But honestly, that's one of my big beefs with with a lot of the Rob Zombie movies. Is just there's just just any idea you could possibly dump on top. You just keep going. It's like when you get a Sunday. And you just cover it with so much fucking shit that the ice cream is indistinguishable now. Yeah, it's just gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. So you want enough toppings to complement the ice cream. You don't want to make the ice cream go away. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of, I got some new ice cream out there, but I didn't try it yet. But we're going to try to stay on topic in horror, but it does sound good. It's like <laughs> Madagascar bourbon vanilla green tea ice cream. See, now that sounds crazy. Yeah, but it sounds awesome. I guess. I mean, what is yeah, the Madagascar part? I don't know. I think that's just where the vanilla beans are from. Oh, okay. Pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. So, well, uh, last week was was a gre- was greasy week, and it was just amazing. All these, so many guests, all were very cool. I wish I was back in time for that, but. But it is what it is, and uh, I'm happy that Greasy Week happened. That that was cool. Yeah. Now I wish you would have been there too, especially after uh, you know, find out you like the movie so much. It would it would have been it would have been a lot of fun. Uh, 
but uh, we will uh, we'll definitely have some people back on. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that was last week. It was it was great? Um, and uh, the people, Greasy Strangler, won best comedy in the Empire Film Awards. That's awesome. Congratulations, greasy people. Mm-hmm. It's really <laughs> If nobody knew what we were talking about, congratulations, greasy people. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of greasy people, so I have this awesome greasy strangler hat. The only concern I have is that uh, it's a pink beanie kind of thing. Now, some of you may be aware that in the past few months, women have been wearing pink hats. So if I wear a pink hat that says greasy on it, I'm worried people will combine those two things if you know where I'm going with this. Greasy vagina? Yes! Because it's pink? Pink hats are like... Yeah, because the pink hat is like anti-Trump thing. Yeah, but it's... Close. It's a pink hat. It says greasy. <laughs> greasy I'm coochie. Concerned. That's a, I'm concerned. I'll wear. I'll wear it with you, Neil. All right. We can be. We can have greasy hats together. Then people it, understand. Ew! But then it could be like your greasiness spread to him, and people get the wrong idea, what? and that's not what you want. No. No. Now no. you're just being crazy. But yeah, we have to, we have to wear them, and we have to get a cool uh, picture together oh, with, uh, yeah. with the greasy hats. <clears throat> Pretty sweet. And a big sh- uh, shout out to uh, to our brother in Greasy. Here, he discovered uh, without your head during Greasy Week, and then I thought he just disappeared. But then he uh, he got into contact me with me, emailed, and was posted on the website itself because uh, he was kicked off uh, off Facebook. He was in um, Facebook jail. But he is back now. Uh, Dean Knowles is a great guy. Uh, he loves now this. I mean, listen to this. He not only he listened to the show because we had greasy strangler guests on. Then he asked me, "Do you guys like the Human Centipede? And have you ever had Human <laughs> Centipede guests on?" I was like, this guy, this guy is just perfect for the show. Seriously, he's, he's found a home. We gotta like make a a viewing. You know, we gotta like trade notes. I want to know yeah. what kinds of films he's seen that he can recommend to us that maybe we have it and vice versa. Exactly. Yeah, for we got to rebuild. Like, I feel like without your head needs to, needs to grow a pair. I feel like, like there's things from the old days that we kind of let go by the wayside. So you know, jazz. Nazis. Yeah. Nazis. Oh, uh, Definitely got to take back the Nazis. Yeah, we got to reclaim the Nazi. It was fun then because it really bothered people. Bother Some people, people really, really. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm trying to think of other stuff. Well, like all those crazy fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah. Now we got Greasy Strangler. Yeah, it's good time. Had you, have you have you ever seen it yet, sir? No, I downloaded it on iTunes and then my computer crashed. Dude, oh man, go so on Amazon. Do we have Amazon Prime? Yeah, isn't it through that, Neil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. It's so yeah. fucking weird. I've got iTunes, like a... Amazon pulled up right here. 
There's going to be a, yeah, there's a video coming out of Annabelle and I watching it and reviewing it. And it would have been out a little sooner, but I'm actually, I decided to add some, uh, some little graphics to spruce it up a bit. Now I do have a question and I probably could ask you off air, but I just want to, uh, say it while I'm thinking of it is I'm going to assume you did not have the entire movie playing where people can like listen to the whole movie. Well, the thing is, uh, if you would just watch us for the hour and a half, it's just us sitting there smiling pretty much. (laughs) So, so it's, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, kind of like Benny Hillified where it's like us sped up watching the movie. And then it pauses every now and then where we make a comment about a particular scene that's happening. So okay. there'll be a there'll be a little bit of uh, of actual dialogue from the movie in the background, but not the whole entire hour and a half. All right, I would hate to be spoiler time. Exactly. There's a, there's a little bit stuff, but uh, uh, but near the end and stuff, I don't want to put anything like that. Yeah. There's a few there's a few lines at the beginning, um. But that's cool. I mean, that that'll that'll set the stage. We get into one wanting to see the movie. Cool. This is a fantastic movie. Yes, it is. Some people don't like it. I was reading some Amazon reviews. The people are dumb. Oh, a lot of people so really, yeah. upset and like this is so childish. No fucking shit. <laughs> did, I mean, did they not get that on. from that's like the poster? It's it's that's what makes it fun is it's ridiculous it's no one is trying to go for like an like an oscar this isn't supposed to be like a drama it has it's it's little drama sure. you know it has it has that stuff but it's a fun crazy movie i think it's it says a lot about I think it says a lot about your movie when one of the reviews gives it four stars out of five and <laughs> says at the top what the fuck did i just watch yeah, it is like that. I wonder yeah, if it's better to watch alone or with someone else. I um, why well, I, I watched it both ways, and uh, but I, I well, the first time I watched it, there was other people around, and they were all laughing. And then I watched it uh, myself, and I don't know, I enjoyed it both ways. But it was it is it was a lot of fun watching it with uh, with you and uh, watch it with my mom. <laughs> I guess it depends on like the response of the person with you. Because if you were watching right. it for the first time with someone who was watching it for the first time and they hated it, that would suck. Oh yeah, bring yeah, me down. Yeah, that that was I was a little worried about uh, watching with you because if you didn't like it, I was going to be very disappointed. What did you think I wouldn't like? Well, I don't know. I mean, I honestly thought you would, but just the the idea that if you wouldn't, I was going to be very sad. Yeah, because it's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It, it really. I'm looking forward to any. I, I think his next movie isn't horror at all, but I'd still be definitely interested in seeing it. And uh, he's got a bunch of shorts on his uh, Vimeo page. So look up Jim Hosking, and he's got a bunch of shorts, and he also has a lot of advertisements, hmm. which are very weird. And he, as he said in the interview, he was like, he doesn't do them very often because I guess he. He gets hired to do commercials, and he makes them very bizarre. And then no one wants to hire him again. <laughs> <laughs> and they get pissed. But yeah, what can he do? And a lot of the people, uh, the Greasy Strangler uh, cast, they pop up in a lot of these commercials. That's where yeah. he had most of the guys. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's the man. 
it was funny too. If you, I don't know if you listened to the interview or not, but uh, he at one point when he was just like, I think it was when he was watching like the finished movie, yeah, or, and he's just kind of like, he said he kind of not like kind of break, but he's just like started like, like what the hell did I do? What did I make? Think, I did listen did I most of it. Uh, yeah, like, I'm trying to get to this? the end. But yeah, he was great, and it was that was really awesome because he was very busy and told me at ten minutes and. He did do like you know, forty something. So. It's very interesting. I really, I'm really enjoying the interview myself. Yeah, very cool. Uh, everyone involved, was, it was great. Yeah, I have to catch up with all of them. Yeah, and I got a really. I don't know if he wants me to say who it was, but I just say a cast member of uh, of the of, of the Greasy Strangler after Greasy Week was up. He sent a really nice message saying, uh, uh, "Thanks for." Um, giving the movie so much uh, publicity and and uh, talking to all the artists involved, and I thought it was, it was really nice. It made my night. Like, that was very cool. nice. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was cool. Because we didn't just have the the main couple people on. We had uh, pretty much everybody. There was a couple people we didn't get on because I just couldn't contact them. But uh, pretty much all the mate, all the people that you you see in the movie. Yeah, one of my friends that uh, is. For unknown reasons, Facebook friends with you. Uh, he was like, "Is this greasy strut?" Uh, whoa! Is he's like, "Is this greasy strut?" Uh, Got it. This movie is this movie any good? And I was like, "I don't know." Apparently, <laughs> I love. It. Depends on what you're trying to look for, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like it, you know, if someone's got certain expectations, then they just gotta expect that it's gonna be crazy. Don't don't have any other expectations. Just expect it'll be crazy and enjoy the ride. Yeah, Heather Markham loves it too. That's because she is a hell of a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Erica um, from Atomic Cotton also loves the movie. She oh, she's wondering where I get the pink hat. Uh-huh. Awesome. And by the way, Atomic Cotton right now has like this huge sale on shirts. Uh, they've got. Uh, 1666 shirts and six dollars and 66 cent shirts. No oh, shit. Yeah, I'm gonna pop that up right now. Atomic Cotton. I don't want to forget that. That's a pretty sweet sale. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of very cool uh, shirts up there. Uh, there's a Larry Cohen uh, documentary coming out, and it was a while ago. I contacted him. He wanted to come on the show, so we have to make that happen. Uh, yeah. King Cohen. And I'm really excited about seeing this because I love Larry Cohen movies. Mm-hmm. The stuff is one of the greatest, uh, you know, just silly horror movies ever made. Yes, it's fantastic. Can't get it's enough of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen the stuff, Seth? Just think of this setup. A guy sees white goo bubbling out of the ground. So what does he do? What would you do, Seth, if you saw just white goo bubbling out of out of the ground out in the woods? It's not in the woods; it's in the snow. Say he can run. He 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 just stops and starts eating it. Yeah, I've seen this movie. Oh, and I was like, "That's awesome! (laughs) That's just an awesome setup for a movie." Cue the winged serpent. Mm -hmm. Oh man, Larry Cohen rules. And I, I didn't even realize this, but he did a bunch of uh, black exploitation films before he uh, before he started making the horror movies. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's all part of the documentary. 
I gotta see this. Cool. They even talked to Martin Scorsese in this documentary, and he's putting over Larry Cohen. Wow. Damn, they caught Dan. The man's got some respect going on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, Martin Scorsese likes the stuff? Well, he must. I don't know. He seems like <laughs> he's a big fan of this guy's movies. I was like, Martin Scorsese? I, I mean, I always liked him anyway, but now he's even moved up further in my book. I was like, hell yeah. He freaking <laughs> likes the stuff. <laughs> even if that's not his, even if that's not the Larry Cohen movie he likes, I'm just gonna just pretend it is. Exactly. Yeah. Man, oh man, I tried to get um. Oh man, who's the uh, the black comedian and the stuff? Oh. I know you're, yeah, the ice cream man. Yeah, I tried to get him on the show a while back, and he was really interested in doing it. But at the time, I didn't realize this, but he plays like. Uh, I'm not sure what character plays, but on this sitcom, uh, Two Broke Girls, he's on that. And they were just filming the new season, so he couldn't do it. Oh. But but if I can get him you know, in between yeah. those seasons, yeah, he, I think he's all about it. Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. He's on your hat. Yes, he is. That's <laughs> one of the scariest scenes in a movie I saw as a kid. It scared the shit out of me. Uh Seeing this guy's mouth like expand to unbelievable sizes and just this blah, and his eyes are popping out and just, oh, mm-hmm. Whew, it was scary. Yeah, oh, he just turned 80 just, just uh, wow. last month. No, shit. yeah, Come on. Mm-hmm. he didn't look very particularly old in that movie, and that came out in the 80s, right? Yep, and he used to be on Saturday Night Live. This man, wow, he's an ant man. Yeah, he's actually one of the better best parts of Ant Man. I thought. I haven't seen Ant Man. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. Very Ant-Man. good things. Really, it's not one. I, I it's really? not really one of my favorite Marvel movies. Well, I heard good things. Yeah, but I do think it has some funny stuff. But uh, yeah, I heard it's funny. So I just think it's too long. Oh, it's a very uh-huh. long movie. Indeed. <laughs> There's some pictures out from Twin Peaks right now. I don't know if you've seen them yet. Yeah, I posted the the cover of the Entertainment Magazine. Uh, I mean, that's the only one I saw, though. There's a bunch of them, and it's it's weird because it's all these pictures of the old characters. So they, everybody's basically recast. It's just weird. How many years ago was that? That was in the 90s? Like 30 yeah. years ago? ish it's bizarre so like david duke i don't know if david duke i don't think david duke was a character i don't believe so he's in this and he's wearing ladies clothes maybe he should (laughs) pick up some fashion tips on the scarf choices (laughs) (laughs) not from neil no because no uh 18 episodes uh, will debut with a two-part premiere on Sunday, May 21st at 9 p.m. Pretty On Showtime. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm so glad you got into that show. Yeah, it was, it was great. Years! See, I should, I should go to the hospital more often. I'll get to watch this stuff. <laughs> or you no, just no. listen to me straight off the bat. <laughs> what was that? Or you could just listen to me straight off the bat. Bitch. I guess. 
I guess that sounds gonna be, but yeah, that was awesome. Uh, especially that the first the first season's like perfect. The first half for the second season is is pretty. I, I will say, it definitely goes downhill. Yeah, um, and, was, and then it picks up again at the end. But uh, overall, though, it's a uh, it's great stuff, and um, like it's just I like I like this uh, trend of picking up shows that have been off. I mean, this one's been off for decades, but yeah, up what the hell? Shows that have been off for a while. You know? What happened? There was a picture. Um, I don't know where it went. So there's a whole bunch of pictures of these people. Uh, but one of them, I don't know where did I find it. It was of uh, the. You know the husband and wife. It was the uh, woman with the patch, and yeah, uh, Everett Gill. The... Mm-hmm. And Everett Gill looks like crazy. I don't know how old that guy is. He looks scary. He always looks scary. That's uh, why he, he got he his scarier now. I think. Yeah. Indeed. You could, you could totally tell it's him, but he's really creepy. Everett Gill. He'd be a good guy to Mick play Gill. like Is it Everett a... Mick Gill or Everett Gill. Oh, it's Mick Gill. My bad. He'd be a good guy to actually play like an older Norman Bates. Huh? He's, he's got very, very wide shoulders. Yeah. He's thin, and he's got he's kind of weird look. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think I think he could play or like or if, he, if you needed Norman's dad or something. I think he he could he'd be good for it. Yeah. I remember as a kid really wanting to see people under the stairs and then uh then I saw it recently. Yeah. So not really into it. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm not into it at all. No. No, I think I think it's a great uh idea. And it's got some cool I think the people under the stairs are cool. I think they go a little too weird with the with the couple and <laughs> what? But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really enamored with the movie either. I like bits of it, and I like the whole idea of it. But overall, I'm not a huge on it. Uh, people out there uh, who make uh, horror movies, horror shorts, um, coming up is the Happenstance Horror Fest, which uh, we've been invited to. It's coming up uh, in Boston, and it's gonna. They're gonna have prizes and. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Where's Has the this, uh, Hill Man? Spent more than one year running. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the first year or what. We'll have to have uh, Mr. Fraser on to uh, talk about this. That would be great. Even yeah. the place that's at sounded cool. It's at Chunky Cinema Pub. Oh yeah, I know where Chunky's is. It's like yeah. um. You and Troy went to some place once where you can eat food and watch the movie. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, this, but uh, the difference was this one. Uh, the one that Troy and I go to have tables that you sit in with regular kind of chairs, but this like each each person has a recliner chair with like their own individual table. So it's actually what? been kind of cooler, I think. Huh? That's that's different than I haven't been there in years. But before it used to have tables. Mm. Hmm. That was a long time ago. That is cool the menu, so that'd be fun. Go and bunch, watch a bunch of horror shorts, yeah. eat some food, see people in prizes. 
So anybody out there, if you, I think, I think it's a fifteen or twenty minute uh, maximum, and uh, all the uh, all the information to send them to you go to Facebook dot com slash happenstance horror fest and you get all your information there you can win stuff they're going to give uh best new england short best uh american short and best uh worldwide short so you can win stuff be good time like what be good time. i don't know maybe just a, i don't know what you win maybe a trip i know a lot of horror film festivals they give you stuff like microphones or like you know Mm-hmm. Let me see this. Or like equipment and stuff like that. Mm. This is the second annual. The second annual Happenstance Horror Fest. When is this? Um, let's see. June. Coming up in June. So right now you can get you can send in your stuff to uh to be part of it. Um, says, uh, it's just right now, maybe they don't have the prizes in yet. It just says, uh, prizes, 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 best local, best national, best international. All films will be judged by an unbiased crew of local horror enthusiasts, including award winning authors, bloggers, and filmmakers. It's June 13th, if this is correct. It's a weekday. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was a it was a Saturday when I looked it up before. Uh, then this is an old one. I think it's June third, actually. Then mm-hmm. um, they need to get this the hell off the internet. Yeah, June third is a Saturday. Unless I'm mistaken, but I. I remember looking up uh, before, and I, I thought it was June third. On the actual page, Happenstance Horror Fest on Facebook. Oh yeah, you're right. It says June thirteenth, huh. which is a Tuesday at five thirty at Chunky. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, either uh, so yeah, I think you're right. It's the thirteenth. For some reason, I was seeing third before. Maybe I just yeah. saw the three. I figured it would be on a weekend to have a film fest, but I guess that's the day they got to do it. Still I mean, sounds like a good works. time. Exactly. So yeah, get your stuff in. Seth, have you ever made a short? Yeah. Was it good? Not that you'll be able to find anywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> I mean, I'm very honest. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of, there's a new member here of the Without Your Head family, uh, along with uh, Seth, of course, is uh, Jason Mitten, and he's doing his uh, watching movies uh, reviews. There's a bunch of them up on uh, the website already. And uh, one of the newest ones is Capture, Kill, Release. Interesting time. Yeah. I, I really like the, uh, the trailer. I thought the trailer looked good. Me too. The trailer is intriguing. I did see the review, but I don't otherwise really know much about the movie at all. Watch the trailer. It's cool. Yep. It's like about I... a man and a woman. From what I gathered, a man and a woman, and she wants to kind of do this experiment 
uh, about what it takes to be a murderer, and then it starts getting out of out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound interesting. It's the the trailer is great because the personalities of the people involved. It's like she seems really nice, but she's excited about it. But you know, they're a couple, and they seem well cast. Yeah. Very interesting. What'd you say it was called? Capture, kill, release. And it's uh, it's not found footage, which I was happy about, but it's like, like you know, it's made like a documentary kind of style. Yeah, it's got a ninety-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> I saw someone today say that they said that Rotten Tomatoes is the destruction of, of cinema. What? Destruction of the of the industry. It was what? a guy who made Batman versus Superman, and so he was just bitching because it it made a lot of money, but it, it has a really low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And he said that makes a lot of people not go see it. And he said this is the destruction of American <laughs> cinema. That's what was... reviews are. That's what reviews are. Yeah, and plus, I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes really is like word of mouth, but now it's you know, via the internet. Yeah. But I mean, what's the difference between that and, and like something like, uh, the old Siskel and Ebert, where there's this TV yeah. show where people take the advice of uh, the person that reviews the movie. What's the fucking difference? He said he respected those people. They were like educated and they're had just degrees. And I think it's opinions on, his, I think it's opinions on Rotten Tomatoes are legit reviewers. So that's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I mean the the Batman vs Superman was just a bad movie. Most people didn't like it. Like, guess what? You make a movie and people don't like it. <laughs> people find out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it still made a lot of money. I mean, but it's it was going to make money no matter what, you know, just because yeah. Batman vs Superman. Yeah. I mean, if it would have been really, if it would have been like the Dark Knight movies, it probably would have like broke records. You know, if it would have been quality wise. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure if I had great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, he wouldn't be saying now that's the destruction of uh, of cinema. I don't understand how this movie has a 99 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but there's no critic reviews yet for hmm. Capture Kill release. Is that I'm your right ticket tickets? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty uh, wild that Seth good. has like chicken nugget delivery. I know. Chicken nugget delivery. I never had nuggets delivery. Uh, the the famous uh, picture of um, guys and fries. How that came to be was the last time that uh, John Howard ever shared a room with me. Was he uh, <laughs> he got room service? Oddly enough, after we were out to eat, and uh, and he got chicken nuggets and uh, French fries up to the room. And he didn't finish his fridge fries, and so I started posing with the fries. And then uh, that was the last time he ever shit. Well, I mean, it's not like you were just posing with them on a table. No, it they were, they were like, like with them on your lap. Yeah, I thought it was a fun time. And the pictures I are think pretty. John was already concerned about your behavior, so. Yeah, well, I mean, even before he ever met me, he was he was afraid I was going to rape him. So. Well, you are rapey. Do you like the rape? The rape in the horror movies. What? 
<laughs> you know, like vine rape. Oh, vine, vine rape's rape? amazing. Vine rape's amazing. Uh, the barbed wire rape scenes is, is excellent. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure it felt great, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a great uh, giant worm rape scene in, um, in uh, oh, man, this movie is Sid Haig. It's in outer space. What? Terror or something. Does does this actually exist, or did you just make this up? No, it's, it exists. Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> a woman is is killed by by rape by being raped by a giant space slug. Oh, Sounds God. like Japanese. No, it's not. Some kind of anime thing. No, Galaxy of Terror. Uh huh. That's awesome. Sounds that's that's horrible. Movie. During the sla- during the slasher thing, he brought that movie up. And he uh, he he said he would do it only under one uh, circumstance. He wanted his character to be mute, so he didn't have to say any of the terrible dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got an amazing cast. He's in it. Uh, Robert England's in it. Hmm. Uh, Aaron Moran's in it from Happy Days. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joni's. Oh, Joni's in it from Happy Days. <laughs> oh, well, she went on to such good things. Yeah, it was a good career choice. He went from Happy Days to Galaxy of Terror. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, that's an opportunity. Uh, to never making a movie again. Like, I hate this acting thing, but I can't get out of it. So, but yeah, that that's a. Uh, let's see. There's there's other good rapes in movies. Uh, <laughs> That was a mighty fine rape scene you made, Mr. Director. I mean, there's then, also, then there's like... There's also there's implied like, rape like the uh, Elves movie. Yeah, that, that's nice. That See, ghost I'm, rape? Uh, ghost rape? Ghost rape was uh, great. In the yeah. Entity? Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you were just saying a scary like, movie. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say in reality. I mean, yeah. <gasps> there was ghost rape and it follows. Yeah. Yeah, remember it fucked the dude to death. Is it? Damn. Yeah, I gotta watch that movie again. It's great. You know what? I'm, I mean, then there's like serious rape as opposed to the other <laughs> rape. You know, like Glass House and the Left, and those are just kind. Of, those are kind of depressing. Yeah, those are uncomfortable. Yeah, those aren't, those aren't really my deal. No. Let's see, I mean, all oh, this great rape and uh. In um, this pl- there's several of them in um, a Serbian film. Oh, indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. in Salo, there's a lot of uh, yep. craziness. A lot of I, haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, dude, it's crazy. There's a sex scene in Alien Resurrection. I'm not sure if it's rape, but it's like uh, it's like woman and and like the. I think it's an alien queen, so now I think about it, I think it's like a lesbian. Uh, what? It's like alien lesbian sex. Oh, God. Well, is it consensual? I, I'm trying to remember, because I, I only watched that movie once, because it's, it's horrible. It's terrible? But I remember yeah, it that, sounds... yeah. It's an awful movie. But uh, I know that, that Sigourney Weaver has like a sex scene with, with the alien. Interesting. And I never thought about the time, but I'm pretty sure it's alien queen. Man, hot lesbian action with with Sigourney Weaver and in the alien. <laughs> My goodness, 
if if they'd ever remake the blob like they would say i'd like to see a, a blob rape scene how would that work exactly the blob is being raped or the blob is doing the raping? Either way. Probably doing I think the really the blob would just envelop the person and just start like filling that them. would be that would be an interesting scene, like you know, you got like a homeless man, he sees it, and the first thing he thinks is, I'm gonna stick my dick in that. And then, you know, it's <laughs> his death. Like Well there is not. a there is a great song, uh I wanna butt fuck butt fuck the blob. Yeah, who did that? Oh, yeah, former yeah, former music of the month. It was um, shit. Um, they have a really wild name. Was it the Casket Creatures? No. No. I don't remember. I feel bad. Uh, mutant members only club. Ah, some mutants. Do want you to death? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That was a good one. That was a good one, Seth. Oh, and there, I think there's there's a good rape in uh, Jack Frost in, in the bathtub. Oh, that's right. See, Seth, open this whole new world to you of all the great rape. <laughs> oh. I should I should do a video of like the ten best horror rape scenes. Oh my but, god, but, it would go viral. But, <laughs> oh my god, we go viral so fast. <laughs> now, divine extra, extra oh, was yeah. almost like a rape, mm-hmm. but he's born. Yeah, it's like a, it's like being raped through like birth, because it's, yeah. it's like giving birth to a, you know, a full-grown man. Yeah, weird. There was a weird, like almost rape scene, Freddy versus Jason, really? twice. Yeah, at the rave. You both seen Freddy vs. Jason, right? Yep, a long fucking time ago. Yeah, Neil doesn't like it, but I think it's great. But um, there's a scene where they go to the rave and this girl passes out because, you know, it's a Night Round Elm Street movie, so they've got to pass out for unknown reasons. And this guy, he just, it's like this total, like, <laughs> rave dude. He's decked out in glow sticks and it's hilarious. And he, like, gets on top of her and, like, starts to, like, rape her, and then Jason kills him, and it's interesting. I don't know why it needed to be there, but... It doesn't get get as far as rape in the raft in in, uh, Creepshow 2, but I always find that just really just, like, so weird that the guy just starts, like, taking the girl's top off when everyone's just getting eaten by slime. That's weird. He was, you know, death was playing games with his mind. This could be my last moments on the planet Earth. I best get some. It makes me wonder if she hadn't turned around with the shit on her face, how far it would have gone. No. He shouldn't have stopped. He's like, well, I got a couple minutes here while she's getting eaten. (laughs) That was another traumatizing thing as a child. Really? Yeah, oh, scary. Kind of dug it. Yeah, the face being torn. I'm I'm talking about the actual. Oh, oh, oh my God! He's gonna maybe take off her top. Oh, good for life. <laughs> uh, Troy's on. Troy, do you have any fav- favorite uh, rape scenes in a horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> that one I might have to. I might have to think on that a little bit. Uh huh. He just gave the best list. You yeah, really missed out. 
<laughs> right, give oh, me some highlights. Too. I can't say human centipede two. I'm all about the rape, but oh, I, already, I said that I did. I did mention. You did. Mm. Yeah. So nice. We said it twice. Exactly. Is it? Is it? Is it weird at all that I have so many just on the top of my head? Yes. I thought of a bunch myself. I mean, it's it is what it is. So I know, let's see. We had Gal- we had Galaxy of Terror, Troy. Okay, uh, yeah, I I was thinking that one. What about those? Uh, I've never seen the whole movie, but isn't Humanoids from the Deep? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They they sure. get all over that. Yeah, we watched it. We watched. Well, you probably don't remember because it was a group chat and we were all laughing. Oh yeah. And we watched the whole movie in the group chat. Remember, because then we wanted to get the woman on who made it. Because who wrote it? Or yeah, it. she was like, didn't like that she... Uh, yeah, so then we were like, ah, well, now we kind of don't want her on. Because we thought it was awesome that, you know, this woman made this monster... Uh, well, see, I never yeah, it was that. like inspiring. Yeah. But then it turns out that she didn't want any of that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just added in after. And really, if that wasn't in the movie, oh. like, what the hell good would the movie be? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the best part <laughs> of that movie. Yeah. There, this is a disinterest. Uh, Mike Terry once he's like, pick a couple shirts um, from Rotten Cotton because a lot of times he'd pick them for me. And he's like, pick two you want. So I went and I picked two, and he, and so I didn't even think about. it I just went through and I found two I really liked. I like I picked Extra and um, Humanoids from the Deep. And he's like, oh, I see the theme. It's uh, it's um, like monsters raping women. And I was like. Oh. <laughs> I didn't put that together, but I guess so. <laughs> Heather says she wants to see the blob rape the stuff. Whoa. That sounds great. Well, that's something. Huh. That'd be weird. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know. It's like, I just, you know how when you see oil and water and it's all blobby? And <laughs> it's like that. Uh-huh. Throbbing and blobbing. <laughs> That can be your nickname. Oh, God. Robin and Bob and Heist. I like it. It works. But yeah, vein, uh, the Vine Rape's probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, How'd you feel about it in the new one? Well, you also have seven, I guess. What? Uh, yes. I, I think the, the original uh, Vine Rape's still my favorite. I think in the new one, it felt more body snatchers than the original. It was just kind of like, what? Yeah, like you see her, her legs spread and then the vines just like flying up. Like, it's, yeah, like, it's just like, poof. In the new one, it was like slow and it was like, ugh. Oh, that's right. Didn't you recently show that to me? You're like, what do you think about this? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> that was another thing I was let down about because I had the, uh, it was a real short interview, but. It was uh, the woman who was who's who's vine raped, and uh, like she one? hated that. No, in the old, in the original oh. movie, and she hated that scene. Like she what? was like traumatized by it, and like. Wow. And well, you know, Sam Raimi regrets it. Yeah, but he says that it's that's kind of like in the middle of the song uh, "Short People," where it's like you know <laughs> we like short people shouldn't live. They got no reason to live. No one's gonna ever love them. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, but short people are people too. They deserve all this shit. They're awesome. <laughs> and then it's back to, you know, they they don't deserve no anything. Yeah. yeah. It's like he just put that in there so people will be like, oh, yeah, see, 
this is a this is a pleasant, uplifting, positive song. And that's all Sam Raimi's doing. He's like, he, you know, he's not like, oh man, why did I have this vine rape? He's like, hell yeah. But I, <laughs> but I better say, oh man, I re- I regret it. that that was wrong of me. It was it was it was you know distasteful to women because he's gonna say that. So then they're like, well, Jesus, upstanding man. Stupid. Now, do you think the other girl in the Evil Dead got uh, vine raped off screen when she gets pulled out the window or whatever? Like on set? Or you mean like in the movie? Like in oh, the movie. I, I thought you meant the actress. I was like, I don't know about the same thing like that. Was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a hedge outside her window, maybe. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never thought about this. But uh, maybe someday there will be a a, 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 a napkinimation along these lines. But. Oh, Lord. Oh, Dead Girl has, uh, even though she's dead, she's kind <laughs> yeah. of alive. That, I really like that movie. I'm not a big fan of the movie, but I do like the fact that he just make that he just like, he bangs the bullet hole. I, I really like the movie a lot. It's kind of, it's like a rape revenge movie. I like it. It's very good. And there was a rape scene in that Ashley C. Williams movie, Julia. But it wasn't, like, anything crazy. Like, it was... I haven't mentioned these people in a lot... In years, I think, Troy. The uh, the fine people at the Fleshlight. But if they were serious about, like, putting out horror-related Fleshlights, then that would be a good one. It would be like a... It would be like the bullet hole... The zombie bullet hole from Dead Girl. Yeah, but how would you, like... You'd need like a whole like person, I think. It would yeah. have See, to like. It would yeah, like, have to be like a real doll. doll. It'd have to be a real doll. And they're like, there's this one has four points of insertion. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or maybe you could even put it in the eye socket and stuff. See, Ooh. like, kinds of stuff could be going on. Yeah, here. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting to have like a head that people could rape from like different places like if it was just a head it could be in the eyes yeah maybe they can make the ear accessible and then like maybe you could go you in the mouth or up the like esophagus from the neck yeah and the nostrils neck pussy that'd be rough i mean that's that's really going to distort the face (laughs) i think if they have it in the Really, 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 really small. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's practical. Or they just have a really big nose. Really big nose. <laughs> or they just tear it. Yeah, but Did that you guys be... mention a Serbian film. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I'm about this flesh. This this real doll where you could rape the noses of. That might be part of the turn-on, where you're just, like, destroying the face. Yeah, but then you'd have to buy another one. This this stuff's not cheap. Yeah, but see, that that's good for the, the real doll people, because then they keep selling more. I don't see anybody buying a real doll to, to destroy it over and over <laughs> and over. Well, some, rich, some rich, crazy person who's just wanting to... You know what would be really cool if they made a real doll? I don't know if it's really cool, but in my mind, it's really cool if you made a real doll that would, like... Look dead. Yeah, like, see the thing. Look dead. Uh, the thing is, too. See, then you you could live out your fantasy without you know digging up a body. Yeah, exactly. It would. Well, so what if that like, entices them to really go do it? They're like, no, uh, I want more. I don't 
don't know. Well, like, I, well you could say that about uh, pornography and or anything really. You could say about movies and stuff that entice you to, to do these things. Yeah. But uh, I think it would keep you from not from you know going out and doing stuff. And then also you know being practical here when it comes to necrophilia, the real doll's cold, so that will add into a. Uh, into the realism <laughs> of the necrophilia. See what I'm saying? Is real doll cold? Isn't it room temperature? I think so. Well, I'm, I don't mean like ice cold, but a dead body would be room temperature too. Maybe in a real doll that's supposed to be a dead body, you could have like a could put like ice some in kind it? of. Well, you can. Have, you, there's things that like maybe, maybe ice. Maybe it's just some something. Uh, like the stuff you put in your like car you for get, the air like conditioning. You can get air a, blanket, a blanket that turns warm, right? Uh-huh. Like the blanket turns warm. So maybe they would have something similar that makes it cold. Yeah, don't take it into the bathtub, guys. How about disposable eyes? So like you can like actually puncture through the eye. Ugh. First thing you can keep you buying them. That? I don't know. I'm just uh, trying to get in the mind of a of a you know of a necrophiliac. <laughs> As if you don't I, have one. By the way, I actually have a. I, there is a necrophilia shirt on the, uh, on the without your head. Uh, 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 merchandise page. So you go to withoutyourhead.com slash store. Yep. Was it necroniliac? No, it. it, it I was going to have a necroniliac, but I just made. Let me find it here. What? It looks. It, it's. It's. Uh, it looks like the. It looks like the. <laughs> Old school Hulkamania. Oh, and it says necrophilia. Yeah, yeah. I do remember. I don't know when this was, but this was before I really listened to the show. I remember seeing a post by Mr. Neil Jones. If you have any music that's about uh, necrophilia, please, like you know, <laughs> private message me. And I was thinking, I was like, who just has that laying around? <laughs> oh my God, you'd be surprised. Yes, that was yeah. that's one of my favorite uh, mixtapes we have up. <laughs> Let me find that. I'm going to find that right now. Not only did <laughs> not only did I get not only did I get a great response for I have to do a new mixtape. We haven't done for one for a while. And not only did I get a great response of uh, people sending stuff in, they even got pictures. You got like a model to, to donate a picture. Oh yeah, I've got a, a model donate a picture uh, for the for the cover of the Necrophilia mixtape. Interesting. Wow, it's pretty awesome. I was very proud of that. Here's the shirt, and uh, I'll post the uh, thing here. By the way, Troy, well, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself. Ah, that would make me terrible, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Excellent. So how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Excellent. Look at that there. That's pretty sweet. Yep. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. From the good people of uh, Murder Pinups. The Murder Pinup Girls. They oh, sent me a whole... oh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Nice. They sent me a whole bunch of pictures, and I, and I picked my favorite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think this one works the best. For... Yeah, not often will you get people that are willing to pose for that. I don't know. I think that's another you'd be surprised. <laughs> you want to pose for our necrophilia mixtape well, cover? Welcome to the world of without your head. 
Mm-hmm. That one should have been, been maybe it will someday. Maybe we'll have an actual CD of it. I'll see who would want to actually be on the actual CD. I'm sure not all 40 people would be, but. Oh, by the way, on that one, uh, Aaron Stockert uh, actually remixed one of his uh, tracks specifically for that mixtape. Oh, cool! And it's it, and all kid, you know, we're kidding and stuff here, but it's an actually really good song, and it's like a lot of them are are comical, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and that one's like this really emotional song, and I think if you would listen to it, you might just think it's like a romantic song and not realize unless you really listen to the lyrics what it's about <laughs> hmm. but if you but if you real if you realize what it's about and listen to it, i mean it's a it's it's like you know it's an emotional song but it's also you know about necrophilia it's a really it tragic song. yeah yeah it's about this about um it's about his girlfriend dying and then he's gonna you know it's like <laughs> stop him It's good stuff. Aaron Stocker at Varia. You know, he's never been musician of the month. We should have that since really? yeah, yeah, definitely. We've, That's crazy. We've been playing his music for years. Under different yeah. things. Uh, really good. Really very, very talented guy. I like that guy. Yeah. Alright. So what's going on, T-Bone? Um, not much to report. Anything good going on with you guys? Didn't mention you were drunk in, at the casino. Something, something like shit faced. I think. Really, I didn't. All right, I, I did say that you tried to get in the wrong car. <laughs> that I did. <laughs> Not used to my uncle's car, I gotta say, and I didn't realize that every weird, like, soccer mom kind of Kia looks exactly the same. I'd say that does make you sound a little bit better, knowing it wasn't your car that you drive all the time. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you just didn't know your own car. That would be No, good. that would be really sad, because I have a bunch of, like, <laughs> stickers on it and things uh, like that. That was my uncle's car. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before we get off the rape, I did, speaking of rape, uh, Straw Dogs is coming out on Blu-ray. Which has a rape in it. But it's a really good movie. Kind of like the first home invasion movie, I think. Hmm. Oh, yeah, the old one. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's, in, it's interesting because, uh, like, the the guys that rape his wife, it's, um, it's almost, part, she kind of enjoys it. So it's like kind of, it's, and it's an older movie, so it's, um, 1971. So it's, uh, Didn't they just remake it like a year ago or so? Yeah, and the, the remake. And nobody really, ever saw the remake, I don't think. No, I did. It really just missed, I think, all like anything interesting that that's about the first one. You know, they just kind of, you know, these guys just raped this woman and the guy kills them. But I think it misses like anything that's like original or interesting from the first movie. Like I technically, the yeah, tech. That's like the uh, the remi- the first remake of uh, of um ah, shit uh, uh, Death Race three thousand uh, Death Race uh, two thousand was uh like they totally missed the, anything that made that made that movie interesting. I've heard mixed things about the new one, Death Race two thousand fifty or whatever it is. Like uh, 
It's on oh. Netflix now. Oh, it is. I didn't even know it yeah. came out. And I've heard some people said it's just it just sucks, and some people say it's great. So I definitely have to watch it. Huh. By the way, John Kinney posted this: use storage and maintenance of real dolls. Yeah, sounds pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> you can heat it up. Can yeah. withstand over four hundred degrees of heat. So you could put your real doll in the oven. I mean, I guess not the hair. Oh, yeah, so you could burn your dick off. Yeah. Well, speaking, you know, of, speaking of Nazis, you can put your real doll in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wonder if people, like, punch their real doll and, like, pretend to really... <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's, I thought, well, wow, that's really weird. It's fucked up that someone would be violent to their real doll, but maybe people are violent to their real doll. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's saying- someone out there that owns a real doll. That's pretty extreme to begin with. So I'm sure there's got to be someone out there who owns one that's like really like just abusing it. Yeah, do you think but they again, maybe, that's, back maybe that is good? Maybe like the idea of the necrophilia doll. If you have a real doll to beat the shit out of, you won't actually beat up real women. Well, I know yeah. in, in, in Asian countries they sell like ones that look like kids. And I know that's like a big <laughs> taboo thing because people are saying like, you know, it's. Uh, advocating uh, pedophilia, and I know the counter like thing to that is well, they would use this doll instead of acting it out. So, I mean, it's that's opened like a whole new uh, discussion yeah, there. That's, that's yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, about that. I didn't want to say anything. So there's a whole different route. Yeah, I'm, that's not my deal. I'm more into the, to the dead doll and the, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to you know that's cool. As opposed to the barbed wire rape and, you know, violent rape. What about the alien queen? <laughs> you don't want to get jiggy with that? I never said I didn't. All right, I'm just asking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The audience want to know. Yeah, but you can do the barbed wire. such a thing as, like, a sexy alien costume? I don't mean, like, alien like a Star Trek alien. I mean, like, uh, alien from Like Gaia. the alien? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, what's you the other what I, um, Giger alien there? Um, species? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean like one of the xenomorph aliens, like with the big oh, okay. fucking head and the black. You know, you probably could. Uh, I don't know if it would appeal to people, but I mean, obviously looking at, at Geiger's like art, you could definitely, you know, uh, put in uh, things that would be you know, sexual within the alien. But I don't know if that would really appeal to anybody. Oh, yeah, probably there's, appeal to somebody. There's some really strange uh deviant art is so fucking weird. It's like this all this weird borderline porn cartoons of things that sh- just shouldn't exist. Well, anyways, I'll post a link. There's like a million strange sexualized images of aliens, and for some reason, <laughs> a lot of them are like weirdly fat. They're like bulbous fat, like not regular fat. I mean, like bulbous, big, shiny fat. It's really strange. So, oh, like the blueberry? Yeah, like the blueberry. (laughs) Well, you get some people that are into like that inflation type thing too, though. Yeah, the feeders. Yeah. What? I did. I did know this girl in high school, and I'm positive I've told one of you this, and. I don't know how we got on this subject, 
but she told us that she likes to watch robot porn and like alien porn. And we're like, how does that work? This is already like a weird girl to begin with. And it was really strange that she was telling us this because she was very like childlike otherwise. <laughs> but, um, and she was like, I don't know. It's just something that turns me on. And, and uh, she goes, and one day my dad caught me watching it. And I was like, oh my God. Could you, what do you say as a parent when you find your child watching fucking, <laughs> fucking Ooh, Invader Zim and Transformer? Again. Like really, like what do you what do you say as a parent? Like and she said she was real little when that happened, which is a little bit weirder. But she, I'm like, what do you say as a parent when you watch your kid watch a video of Invader Zim and like a Transformer, like banging? You don't say anything, dude. You leave. You go. You wish <laughs> you, you act never like you never had a child. And that's that. You just it's just you just go. <laughs> God, <laughs> some weird shit. Deviant art is so strange. You get on a weird part of that. I don't. Are you not looking at this? Are you not scrolling through these? Yeah. Well, at first, it's like it's like it's it looks like they're just they're voluptuous. They got big breasts. And no. People. But then there's ones that are just have big bellies. Like they're I don't know if they're supposed to be pregnant or what. No, I don't know. Oh, it just says obese. They're just weirdly yeah. fat. I can't really tell what this one looks like, and I thought it was a basket of fruit or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, you know when the al- you know you know when the alien has Sigourney Weaver in the first movie, and the mouth opens and the other mouth comes out. Like you could do something with like a you know like a penis would come out. <laughs> Maybe the or you could do some freaky stuff with, like sucking on the mouth. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that can go on. God, there's just getting worse and worse. For real, why are some of these like so big? It's like the blueberry thing. Have you guys, have you other gentlemen, not not Seth, because I know Seth has heard of this card of a, something called blueberrying? You brought it up last week, I believe. Yeah, I remember that. You guys were talking about that last really? week. I never heard it. Yeah, I never was, heard of it before then. Must have been it was like, it was, um, what was it? It was like blueberrying is like supposedly defined as like when your balls like bulge and you can very clearly see it like through your pants. And when we typed it in, it was a bunch of very normal looking people like picking blueberries. But there was this, yeah. this one. This one. Oh, God. We got to find the picture for it. It was so funny. Oh, I couldn't find it again. It was, so, it's got to be in our Skype chat somewhere. I but know. it was, it, I don't know, I was dying when I saw it, because it's not what I expected. And it was like this really big girl holding a cup of whatever liquid it was, and I don't remember what she said. <laughs> okay. So, DeviantArt, it's, you know, it's just like anything else on the internet. You click one thing, you see something like, what the fuck is that? You click on it, and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yes, so there's this one, like, I found these pictures with this belly thing with like, just <laughs> animals, just animals, just art of animals. And here's one. There's a horse with a big belly that looks like it's panicked, that has a, <laughs> like a harness on its face, that it's being inflated with something. And so here's what the artist wrote. 
It's like in a scientific place. It's very creepy. The first checkpoint has been met and exceeded somewhat. 36 gallons later, Haas isn't looking quite as disinterested. Maybe the next poke will be a little easier on the poor Haas. $5 buys one gallon. The more donations, the bigger he will get. For every $100, another round will be released. Drive will be complete when Haas meets or exceeds capacity. So people pay this person to make this horse bigger. Is that not now, it's weird? not like a real horse, is it? Is this no. like, oh, okay. But what the fuck? Is, that's so fucking strange. Pay me to put gallons in this horse. This fake horse. Fucking weird. People are fucking weird. I don't know. You guys not reacting makes me think you think it's normal or something. Sorry, I'm looking at <laughs> this blueberrying bitch. Not even just like registering in my mind. Seems so bizarre. <laughs> it is. It's fucking weird. I just posted in the group. Facebook.com slash groups slash without your head horror. Heavy husk. I don't know. That's just weird. I don't know. Plus it's a horse, which I find I found out uh the other week someone posted this. I saw it online, so it must be true, but uh <laughs> some guy was was arrested because he was like smoking weed and then blowing a horse. Oh God! And so it just made me think that, that must be like the gateway drug. So stay off the pot, Seth, because you go from from the weed to the horse. That times weird. There's a there's so that progresses and ultimately this horse is just just <laughs> crazy giant. There's just look at the the artist on Deviant Art. <laughs> heavy hoss one like thing heavy h-o-s-s so, and they're all these fucking christ it's just crazy shit I didn't uh, who would have ever thought something like this would even exist so weird people are weird can we interview this guy Sure. If you want to come I want to know what goes through this person's mind. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> really, I'm just blowing. This is so strange. I don't look this guy up on on Facebook. I found the blueberry girl. So, hey Troy. Yes, sir. Remember, I told you the other. I think it was last week or the week before that Stephen King loved the new it. Yep. And uh, apparently he saw the new Dark Tower, and he tweeted, I've seen the Dark Tower, and it's (laughs) terrific. Really? Hmm. All right, I'm looking forward to both. But he has bad taste in movies. He usually does. Well, he doesn't usually, but I think he just kind of likes everything. (laughs) Except for The Shining. I do remember he... Uh, it says on the poster of The Evil Dead, the most ferociously original horror movie. And I'm like, what? The original one? Or? Yeah. I think it's the original one's pretty original. I don't even think it was back then. Like, it was five kids going to a cabin in the woods. Yeah, well, I don't think that really... I think that's kind of the first movie of that. I mean, I remember, go, I remember uh, when I was a little kid, and, like, that would be the movie to watch, like, 
people would have it on uh they would have it on you know bootleg because uh, I don't think it was readily available on, on VHS and I mean everyone they didn't watch it because it was like this you know uh, big budget movie or anything it was you know it wasn't anything else like it yeah yeah I remember it kind of you know kind of blew my mind when I first saw it yeah but he usually you know well with other people's stuff he you know he uh, isn't very discerning he likes any kind of like horror shit usually. But, yeah. you know, with his own stuff, like, uh, sometimes he's, like, from one extreme to the other. Because I think he also enjoyed, um... I know he likes one with the, big, with the big cars. That's what I was just thinking of, yeah. yeah. That's really one of his worst movies. Oh, God, it's was, a terrible you know, one. Yeah. Uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Seems like people love that now. Do they? Yeah, it seems like that's grown in popularity and everyone hates it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Everyone, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to both of those movies anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. I love it's it. really not. When's the last time you saw it? It's not okay. It's not great, but I think it's entertaining. And Tim Curry is amazing. Oh yeah, I will give it that. And I thought I thought the kids were all good in it, and I even yeah, liked yeah, it when they were adults in it. The adult part yeah, is like better it. than I remembered it being. I saw it a few months ago. And, I uh, think all the kids stuff's great in it, honestly. Oh yeah, and they're really good. Uh, I think that's the best part of the book too. But um, yeah, I love it when they. Well, actually, I, I like both parts in it. You know, because I do so too. Different. But but I yeah, I do too. But I still. For me personally, it's my favorite part of the book. Yeah, it's not that I think the other part's bad. I just it's, it's my favorite. I mean, I, I just I like that kind of story anyway. Of the, uh, even outside of horror, you know, yep. like Stand by Me and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, yep. the Wonder Years and that kind of stuff. But that's you know, like King years. also liked Stand by Me and and uh, yeah, you know Shawshank and stuff. So I mean, it's not like not like he dislikes good movies made of his mo- of his books. Yeah. You know, like. So it's you know it's not like oh man I better be worried if he does it if he does like these things yeah he excels too at writing about kids and you know being bullied and all that stuff oh yeah yeah well it's it's stuff he relates to you know yeah, yeah. he must have been a really stuttering kid and stuff yeah he must have had a really terrible bully as a kid he always writes my favorite bullies you know like in any with the, any of the kids and stuff so don't you think though he had to have had like some real asshole bullies when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he always says growing up, you know, he was a fat kid with a stuttering problem. So. Probably opens up to being bullied a lot. Yeah. Can I just say that Tim Curry has started to do conventions? No way. Yeah. That is totally badass. Right? He's a fan expo in Canada. Uh, yeah, but I'd travel to see Tim Curry. That would be I mean, so cool. Megacon Orlando and uh, Fan Expo Dallas. Wow. It's pretty awesome. It's a little expensive, but uh, <laughs> wow. Yes, a little expensive, but it's Tim Curry. I, I already met Tim Curry and got an autograph a while ago, so. But, uh, that's pretty sweet. 
yep, I hope I he starts getting like the four ones. Anybody out there who's involved in conventions, please get get Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. Rocky Horror Picture Show 43. That's pretty amazing. Huh. Because I thought he did something recent to her. So I went to look it up and I found <laughs> that out. Anyways, Tim Curry, out and about. Uh, the people put on TerrorCon. They've got uh, a Comic Con coming up at uh, Foxwoods Casino in June. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, have they listed they, any guests? They have, a, they have a few listed, not too many yet. Uh, they got Ric Flair. Oh, that's Woo. cool. Uh, Kevin Nash, Big oh, Daddy wow. Cool. Uh, Amy Dumas, formerly Lita, a lot of wrestlers. Um, they've got Mark Singer from the Beastmaster. Nice. Mm. <laughs> um, Can't go wrong with the Beastmaster, I always no. say. <laughs> exactly. Um, a paranormal investigator. A guy who played one of the uh, the werewolves in Underworld. But uh, they don't have too many guests listed yet. Somebody oh, from uh, The Walking Dead. So, anyway, it's uh, something to keep an eye on. Hey, while I'm thinking of it, what kind of shows are available to the to the people on Without Your Head? There's stuff other than just tonight. Oh, yeah. So, let's see here. Um, on Wednesdays, um, we've got uh, Chattering with Nicholas Vince. And um, we've got um, sometimes also um, the gore cast. Uh, they're they're biweekly, so it's usually on. Uh, sometimes it's on Friday, but um, I'm in the spot here. Trying to, uh, every Saturday is a uh, horror music Saturday night with uh, Johnny Rose, and um, that consists of a bunch of uh, independent music. And uh, we'll have some um, some interviews coming up on there with uh, with horror musicians or musicians and usually you know uh, darker stuff. Um, let's see here. Sunday is uh, Sunday Summoning, which is uh, old time uh, classic radio. We've got horror Get stuff. Real, yeah, yeah, horror, suspense, thriller kind of stuff. Um, Get Real. Which is uh, our new newest uh, member of the po- our podcast family, and that's um, every week uh, with Rye Levy, and uh, he, um, he 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 always starts off with reviewing a um, a documentary, and then he has a guest on, and uh, he's got a lot of guests already. He's done three episodes, all had a guest on. It's very cool. Uh of course, there's a uh, Chaotic Good podcast, and that's all about the gaming world and uh, RPGs and video games and comic books and uh, and nerd stuff. Is that's what they say? I'm not calling people nerd is a bad nerd. thing. Yeah, the nerd culture. And uh, keep an eye out because there's going to be more stuff. There'll be more stuff. Yeah, the local announce it. Yeah. We'll wait though. We'll wait. And make a big announcement. Just keep keep your eyes on on without your head. Yeah, it'll be very soon because everything's falling into place. Is it? Yes. 
<laughs> also, the, the gore cast is, is up there. Uh, and it's a bi-weekly show from uh, people of uh, Emerald Gore Society, which I believe is the only horror podcast and website out of Ireland. Yeah. I got international say. international flavor here. Good people. Yes. And there's, there's more stuff coming up on the horizon. And people that aren't familiar with the Chattering with Nicholas Vince show, it is Nicholas Vince, the original, the one and only Chatter from, uh, I believe the one and only Chatter. There's no one else that tried to pull off Chatter, right? Well, regardless, he's the original and the best Chatter in the Hellraiser series, and he has his own interview show and he interviews uh horror people yeah it's cool because it's he's got a very different style from us so it's like you have this different perspective if some of our guests might cross over but uh it's really really good and a hell of a guy yeah there was uh, unfortunately another chatterer in that in that ninth one (laughs) it's really pitiful but (laughs) yeah no wonder i didn't remember yeah, no one needs. To see. I feel bad because we on the sh- we had him on the show. The guy, not not the guy who played with Chatter, but the guy who um, did that movie, who directed it, and he's also making the new one. And he was a great guest. At the he didn't make those those movies weren't out at the time. He was just the he was a special effects guy. Yeah, Harry. Um, what was his name? Troy. Oh, he's a he's a super guy. He's very yeah. funny. Yep, really, really nice guy. Can't think of his name now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's a great guy. And then uh, they made that one. It was terrible. And then it's like he's, uh, you know, he's making this new one, like, even though no one wants him to make it. It's kind of it's depressing. Mm. Mm. Gary Tonicliffe. There you go. Yep. Yep. Because he was very cool to us. And I like, so I'd like to like his stuff, but at the same time, like. Well. It doesn't know. always work out like that. I understand. Sometimes people can be nice and you just don't go into their stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see, what else is going on in the world? I saw uh, uh, theater in LA. They're giving out custom barf bags for the raw screening. That's what they say about every cannibal movie that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's new? Like, I do have a, I do have a new idea. I don't know if I should say it here. In case no, no, don't right. say it out loud. Right. So say it to us, and then we'll tell you if it's terrible yeah. enough to say it out loud. No, it's a good, it's a good idea, but I don't oh, know if we should say it. Away. it. Don't give it All away. Right. All right. The king of giving shit away. <laughs> don't, don't do it. All right. We'll talk after the show. Yeah. Could be an animation. Who knows? But. All right. I said it to you guys in the in privacy. Right. <laughs> I don't want to put it out to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, save that. They, they can listen to us read it. So, right. oh, well, I, I just heard Annabelle laughing, so I assumed that she read. It's it. pretty funny. Oh my god, I was thinking that. <laughs> I was. There was something. You didn't say it though. Yeah, it wasn't the same, but it was close enough. 
<laughs> what do you think, Troy? Don't say what it is, but do you give it? The, do, you, do you approve it? I think Troy. I not. dig it. I definitely <laughs> dig it. It just took me a minute to see it. I didn't. See oh it. no worries, no worries. What do you think about the uh, trailer for this movie, Raw? Um, I don't know if it's going to be the movie for me. Honestly, not. I'm not really. I don't think it looks that great either. Like I yeah. definitely like it because I. I, I like um, I like cannibals. Oh, I'm yeah. curious because there's stuff about it that I don't understand, and it's probably going to be disappointing. Uh, but I am curious. Yeah, I, I would definitely. I'm not. I don't really think it looks great from the trailer, but I definitely would like to see it. Yeah. Just because of the uh, the whole idea. How about you, Seth? What do you think of uh, Raw? I uh, not much. They said people got like I don't know why anyone would see that trailer and get sick though. I think that's kind of silly. Oh, they say that kind of nonsense about every movie. Yeah, I mean they they said it about uh, what's it called Human Centipede, and I didn't think that was gross enough to throw up at the first one at least. Trailer? Yeah. What the trailer? I like the movie. (laughs) That would make people vomit, but there's like nothing in the trailer. I know, that girl running up those stairs, man. It was disgusting. <laughs> ah, bunch of babies. I thought you were about to say a bunch of Jews, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why no. would you think that? <laughs> I don't know. Because of my real dog con- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Man, this is a terrible follow-up, but no, I'll wait for this. <laughs> what? I'll just say uh, Bernie Wrightson passed away this week. Oh, man. <laughs> that is a terrible follow-up. Yeah, come up with something I, new. I told you. <laughs> yeah, but you, that could have been funny. This is this is horrible. horrible. Yeah, those are two, two, um, two bad like uh, comic artist deaths this week. Jay Lynch had died, I think, just the day after. Oh, and he was. It, not everybody knows him. He's he was more of an underground comic guy. He did a lot of work at like uh, kitchen sink and stuff. Um, uh-huh. But but he did a lot of stuff with like Crumb and people like that. He just always seemed like a really cool guy. He he was seventy, I think, and then Bernie was sixty eight. Yeah, that's too bad, Bernie. I know. Uh... Like uh, when I was young, Troy got me the uh, the um, illustrated Frankenstein uh, by Bernie Wrightson, and uh, my friend Paul had the uh, the comic that Amel mentions a lot. Um, so I always loved his work. I know he meant a lot to to both you guys. Oh yeah. Well, he really changed. Uh, I know Troy is way more familiar with his stuff than me, but when I started getting into horror, part of it. Like, the first Stephen King book I ever read was Cycle of the Werewolf because, uh, yeah, because yeah, I was curious about King knowing, you know, what it was and knowing people who were reading it. And so I was in the library and I was just looking at books and then I saw that and I just instant love. Mm-hmm. So I snuck it out in my book bag, went home and I brought it back. But, man, 
Well, because I thought at the time that if I I was so young, I'm like, the library is not going to let me take this. <laughs> They're going to say no. You see, you see I these bodies bringing it back, up. though. Well, I like my library. I spent a lot of time in the library as a kid. Um, I always had a love for the library, but I was quite a book thief when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> I never you- stole anything else, just books from books. the library. I don't know why. I stole books from the store for a little while. I had I had a stint. A, a brief a brief uh, career as a petty thief. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got caught, and that was the end of that. I'm like, I'm done. No, <laughs> no one's getting CDs from me anymore. Sorry, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> but yeah, and so the Bernie Wrightson illustrations just—that was it. And uh, anything I've seen, this just his style is just so phenomenal. And I really wanted to be able to do that. I started drawing werewolves all the time, and that no, I did the a- same thing. Yeah, so I was like in junior high drawing these incredibly violent graphic <laughs> illustrations of werewolves like ripping people up i i just cannot even imagine what was thought of me by, by anyone by by teachers by the students around me i don't know but that's what i did my my first werewolf's name was lester i don't know why <laughs> it was lester yeah, so, Wrightson, he he came from a he was from a small town in in Maryland, and uh, he just it, it was one of those things that like I think I think it made him really relatable to like anybody that grew up wanting to be Frank Frazetta because he wanted to be <laughs> Frank Frazetta, and he just you know just kept doing it and sticking with it, and then when he was. 20 he uh he went to work for dc and yeah. started doing um the swamp thing and if you see like the the old stuff like i know a lot of people i don't know why it became kind of like cool to not dig rights in swamp thing as much as was... later swamp things and i don't know why that became fashionable but it did that's crazy and yeah because his stuff just for me anyway it just Blew away any anybody else's stuff at that time. Like it's, nobody in the comics was doing work like that. Because it's so realistic, but it's not so realistic. It's boring. Yeah, right, right. It's not like a photorealistic like yeah thing, but it's just it, it's got that like just classic look to it. Yeah, you know, it's the it's same thing with his pen and pen and inks too. Like it just yeah. they they blow your mind. Just you know. All the detail in them is just amazing. And then I, I, I did the same thing. Then I found, you know, after after his work with the Swamp thing, and then um, I think he did some stuff, yeah, for Heavy Metal. He did uh, Captain Stern, uh, which they actually did the animated bit in the Heavy Metal movie, um, which was great stuff. And then... Was that because I like what happens in it? Because I vaguely remember that movie from being All right, Cap- Captain Stern. He's he's on this spaceship and he's being he's on trial, and so they roll out this scroll of like atrocities that he did, you know, and they just start 
pecking down the list. Mm-hmm. And then the person that he calls to the stand as like his character witness is Hanover Fist, and he's this mild, meek little guy. <laughs> and as he's talking about Stern, he just suddenly starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and he tears through his shirt, and he's suddenly this, like, eight-foot-tall, like, incredibly muscled, like, thing. And then wow. he chases Stern all through the spaceship. And <laughs> then you learn at the end that that was Stern's way out, like he hired this guy to transform into this thing and chase him around so that he could escape. It's, it's really clever. I gotta and, see that movie again. Yeah, the movie, movie, like, I don't, I don't know. I, it's not as good as when I remember it when I was younger. I loved it. Um, but he, and then uh, a lot of the King stuff that he did, the, the cycle of the werewolf stuff, yeah. the uh, creep show stuff. And then if you, if you ever see the, a copy of, um, of the stand where he does like all the pen and inks in that, and there's probably 20 different ones that he does. And, like, the thing with the trash can man is just amazing when he's, like, traveling with the um, with the nuclear bomb and he's he's just kind of melting away. And it's just, oh, it's unbelievably cool. I read the stand. I don't know if I saw one that had illustrations or not. See, I think you would remember it then. You must yeah. not have got the one with the rights and illustrations. Oh, wow. I just looked that up, though. He's, like looks kind of like a zombie in it yeah his eyes like popped and his face is just kind of melting away and there's a lot of great like you know uh bloated corpses and things like that floating around and then he did stuff for warren when he when he did uh you know some eerie and creepy stuff and just writes him was just amazing he was just one of those like just really brilliant guys the pen work is so Excellent. Yeah, he just, I loved his hands. He always did like these big, like gnarly hands that uh, just reminded me of like, um, like one of the old illustrators like N.C. Wyeth or uh, Howard Pyle who did great pirates and stuff. Just, just one of those like classic talents. Just, just an amazing, amazing guy. Yeah, that was one of those that just really bummed me out. Yeah. But so much good stuff. I mean I don't I don't know. If if I hadn't read Cycle of the Werewolf, who knows? Who knows? But I guess, you know, if you want to look at it on a bright note, like, you know, he had uh, his brain tumor a couple years ago. And you know, he must have really suffered from that. Yeah. And he was trying to make the the scene for all the conventions and things, which was really nice. And he did a special edition, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. There, there was a crowdfunding thing, and they made this super deluxe um, cycle of the werewolf. Oh, with all of his illustrations in it and yeah. it, the super deluxe one has an actual silver bullet in it. Yeah. I just found that when I um, looked him up when he, when he uh, passed, I, I was looking up cycle, the werewolf stuff and I found that old kickstart. I'm like, I want, I want this. 
now oh, yeah, yeah where can exactly. I get even just the calendar like it had this like special box like this nice wood mm. box with his name like wood burnt into his like his signatures burnt into it but the silver bowl is the whole thing is just amazing to me oh yeah Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's a shame. But um great stuff and that will always uh live on. And uh, I'm just going to talk about this real quick cuz I know none of you guys uh watch it or read it. But um I last the previous season of The Walking Dead since we're in comic books, I thought it was I also thought it was the best season of the show with the with Negan. Yeah, the I follow- saying that. Yeah, the follow-up is just shit. <laughs> it's clear that they uh, that they did go through with their proposal to cut back on the violence because it, it there's really hardly any gore or violence in it. They 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 even cut away like when they go to kill like a zombie. Um, and it's just very boring. It's very Ow. slow and just a very boring season. And it's not even slow and in a good way. No, because I don't mind slow stuff if it's interesting. You know. Uh, there's a couple episodes that's been all right. None of them that's been like you know great. Most of it's just really just tedious. And they introduced this one group that I just absolutely despise. It's probably the worst thing ever in the show. And it's like something out of Star Trek because it's like these weird group of people that live in this. They live in uh like a castle in the dump. It's just all trash. But like they've forgotten to speak English, so they just say like words, and it's like. This is only like a year or so, or maybe two years since the, like, how did they forget to speak like people? And they just say like, guns now. And it's like, so ridiculous. And like, yeah, the ones, the leaders called Janus. It's just weird music. It was so funny because we went to uh, the Providence convention and uh, because Neil and I were making fun of someone, uh, I ended up (laughs) watching part of one of the episodes that Negan is in. And I'm like, this guy is so fucking amazing. I hate the the show, but now I want to watch more. And so I started like, I have to, I haven't finished it, but I started binging that whole freaking season. Yeah, that was a great season. hope you liked it. it. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like I missed so many seasons, but I I didn't miss out. Like, I feel like I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like, I yeah, could I piece together what happened be- and whatever. Yeah, I really think Negan's the best character ever on the show. And they really nailed him from the comic. He's fantastic. But- that first That first episode, someone even put it on YouTube back to back with the comic. And it's yeah. like almost word for word. Oh, right wow. And so I think usually on the show, anything that they really stick to the comic is the best stuff on the show. <laughs> You'd think that would teach them to do that. Yeah. The people in the dump is not, is not in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting all crafty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's too bad because I was re- I was actually liking Walking Dead, and I thought maybe this is a turning point, I'll, and I'll watch Walking Dead. I used to, I never liked it. I never yeah. ever liked it. I only watched it because I felt yeah, like I, I had to. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, I loved it because uh, I, I honestly thought that that was my favorite season, and it really disappointed me. There's some people really liked it, but there was a lot of people who didn't like, it, and they didn't like the fact that Negan was like had one up on Rick and the guys. But it's like, what? See, someone has to. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, what kind of story is it if the good guy just never, never is taken down and just wins, wins, wins? I mean, he has. To, of course, eventually. The, you know, he'll, he'll turn, you know, I mean, that's just yeah. basic storytelling, but you have to have like, you know, sacrifice and then you have to have someone come up from behind, you know, otherwise it's not compelling. Exactly. And, uh, so that brings me to the comic, which I've always been a big fan of. And I thought they handled Negan so good in the comic. They might not do the same thing in the show. Um, this is a spoiler to the comic. People are not familiar. Possible short, uh, spoiler for the show if they, but they might they might not follow the comic, which I kind of think they don't. The the big culmination in the comic. Um, this was years ago in the comic. They fight. Uh, Rick is crippled in the fight with Negan. He beats Negan. But instead of killing Negan, he wants to rebuild society. And as part of rebuilding society, he says, we can't kill people anymore. So we're going to lock Negan up. He's a prisoner. So, so they lock Negan up in the comic. They keep him uh, downstairs in a cell. And which is kind of cool in the comic. They actually jump five, five years ahead. And, and society is actually being rebuilt. So it's huh. something new in the comic. And and Rick is the leader. All the different communities work together. Uh, Rick is crippled; he can't fight or anything anymore. He walks with a cane and stuff. Uh, and every once in a while, they'll go. They'll go to Negan and they'll have little things. And he's always trying to manipulate people to get him out. And stuff. Uh, so you know, eventually something happen. And so eventually it does. He gets out. Um, which is that's all good. I'm all fine with all this stuff. But to the point, I'm in the comic. Now they're trying to redeem Negan. Uh, it remi- I've never. I didn't read the X Men, but I know Annabelle talked a lot about when uh, Magneto becomes good. Uh, this is what it's, what it's reminding me of. They, now he's like in with them, and he's a good guy. And then he has a backstory to explain the bat, and you're bullshit. supposed to feel bad for him. And 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 like it's like come maybe on, the guy's Maybe I hope so. Maybe it's a trap. Yeah, I hope so. But uh, even just them, like like even like giving him weapons and stuff and like they they give him a, his own outpost and like why would they like ever trust this guy I mean come on the it's guy good. smashed their friends head in with a baseball bat <laughs> in front of him <laughs> so I was I was not uh, I was not pleased with it. it's not uh, and I usually love the comic but I'll see where it goes but uh, was was not really digging that. I think it's really just a cheap way to keep Negan in the comic, uh, because he is a character. He is a great character, and people like him. Yeah, but he's great and, because of what he is, not because yeah, he's exactly. Not. You can and you can't just, I guess, have him battle the whole time because eventually they'd have to kill him. So I think this is their way to keep him involved. But I think it's just cheap. Not, I didn't like it. But anyway, so there's a. They couldn't like banish him, be like you're no longer allowed to be here. So you have, you have to go. We're not going to kill you, but you're being banished. They don't let him live within the walls. They give him like an outpost. 
Why don't they just tell him he's fucking banished and send him away? See, then he could still be evil, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He did already, well, I don't want to get too much, because they'll, they'll get into these other characters, but right. he did he did, some, did something very cool before he, like, turned into the good guy. All right. So, hopefully, I hope it's not just he's the good guy Negan now. But, anyway, that, that guy who plays him does such a good job. He even, he even yeah. nails, like, these weird mannerisms that are in the comic, just, like, weird angles, the way he stands and moves his body, which... It's very comic booky, and it would be weird to just do that physically. But he does it. I think he's he just uh, he. When you read the comic, that's exactly how you picture the guy. Now, the Negan in the comics physically a bigger guy, and I know people have pointed out, but I, to me that doesn't really that doesn't really matter. I mean, the guy is uh, uh, he's not you know like a. I mean, he's a big guy, but he's not like, a, you know, a giant massive dude. Yeah. And I don't think he, I mean, I don't think he needs. No, I think he's fine the way he is. He looks yeah, physically intimidating enough, in my opinion. It's so weird. I saw a picture because he just he was at some convention recently. And uh, so people are getting pictures with him. And I saw him, uh, you know, on Facebook. And he's got this giant, like, gray beard. And I was like, who the hell is that? I was like, oh, my God, it's a guy who played Negan. Like. Yeah, hell? like he just he drew this giant like Santa Claus beard. Yeah, it's funny you bring it up because uh, when I started watching, I'm like, who is this guy? And did IMDb and have you seen him? And his other pictures, he looks. I mean, I mean, he's an actor. I understand. Yeah. it's just incredible that someone that I really I don't know who cast this guy, but they were very wise. Because mm-hmm. I just I would have never thought this person would be in this role looking at him outside of the role yeah yeah and he's also uh which i really like the movie i know a lot of people hate it now uh the watchman but um i thought he was fantastic in the watchman yeah, as, the, as the comedian mm-hmm. I, had, I had no prior uh, experience with this person yeah, so that's uh he well his two comic book uh, roles he's really he's really nailed because he also huh. nailed the comedian. It's a similar character in a way. I mean, it's a guy who's charismatic and and funny, yet you know, dark and disturbing. So maybe was that's it, just the guy. as a as a real person? Didn't he make some recent comment like calling people stupid? Yes, which I thought was great because they put out a, a shirt. It said "Eeny Meeny Miny Mo." It oh, had the baseball yeah. bat on it. And then pe- someone complained and said that's racist because the the origins of that is eeny, meeny, miny, mo catch a you know, N-word by the toe. And it's like, come on, who th- who thinks of that? When you when you see that, like, who doesn't just think catch a tiger by the toe? I mean, that's really stretching it to say, like, that's this racist shirt. And uh, so, you know, the walking dead people apologized and took the shirt down. And he just said people are stupid. I was like, good for that guy. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I've, I've only ever seen him in The Watchmen and in the in, uh, in The Walking Dead, but I would like to see him in some other. Stuff. Oh, I did see him in Batman vs Superman, but he's just in it like for a minute. Wise. Yeah, he plays. Uh, he plays Batman's dad who gets killed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. 
And, and oddly enough, I think uh, the mom is someone else from The Walking Dead. Huh. And this is before he was in The Walking Dead, so it's weird that that you know, came about. But yeah, he's better just not having a bigger role in that. <laughs> God, that movie's terrible. That's a really bad. Did you end up watching that, Troy? The whole thing? I did. I finally watched the rest of it. It was uh, just a horrible, horrible flick. I've still yeah. never seen it. It was even worse than Deadpool, which I loathed. <laughs> I never saw that, but I really had no desire to, even though everybody was raving about it. I just, this doesn't look good to me. No. I don't understand like the fascination there, but that one was still better than Batman versus Superman. Mm. Yo, did you see the gut scene in uh, in the Walking Dead? Maybe you didn't get to that one. Who me? When yeah, when they're playing pool. No. Okay, that's another one right out of the comic. No, I am not. I'm not there yet. All right, that's that same season. That. that that actually might be the season finale of that season. I think. Okay. That. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when's that new? There's a new uh, Superman coming out. There is. Yeah. I don't know. Steve, I'm no really no interest in it. But... Ah. No, I don't know about that one. The new Batman. I mean, sorry. Oh. Hmm. No, I don't know either. Um, Who's in it? I think DC, their next one will be Same Wonder guy. Woman, won't it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Or is it the or is it the other one, the uh, Justice League, and then Wonder Woman comes on after that? Oh, is it? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be the same bunch of crap either way. Yeah. There's a big uproar about it, though, because uh, they, they, I guess they digitally took the hair out of her arms. Some people think like they she shaved her armpits, but but then there's people I've seen where they took like stills of it. And they say like like they digitally took her her armpit hair out or her arms. Uh, the the hair out of her armpits. Yeah, because yeah, that's Why too much trouble to shave. Yeah, well, see, there's people saying that that Wonder Woman should have hairy armpits because she's uh, an Amazon. Well, then she should have hairy legs, too. But I don't see anyone uh, complaining about that. Uh, I mean, women do grow hair on their legs. Mm-hmm. World-breaking news. Uh, I To me, like, that's going a bit far. I mean, I don't really care if the Wonder Woman has hairy armpits. But she should be, like, like uh, tough-looking. <laughs> like that she could kick it's someone's tough. ass. Instead of just, like, you know, this hot woman. That movie just—I, people are going crazy. They think it looks so good, but no, it looks like junk. And they—they they had this thing. It was the last year in uh, in the entertainment. They listed the fifty top um, superheroes with um, oh, yeah. with was it social? I forget how they worded it. I want to get the right wording because it was like well, were they like had his... a ranking from like what, like five or six different. Like yeah, and she was number one. And I'm, I'm sorry, there's no way that 
that you can justify Wonder Woman being ranked the number one superhero of all time. No. And it was number one superhero or in like No, she's number one superhero is above was above Superman, is above Batman, is above Spider Man, the Hulk, Iron Man, everybody. Yep. It was based on historic like uh, significance and all these and I was like, come on. And popularity and all these and it's like Wonder Woman should definitely be on that list and probably the highest, you know, female. Oh yeah. But there's there's just no way she would be above Batman. Or or Superman. No, you'd think Batman, Spider Man, Superman, it would be a battle between those three. Yeah, I mean honestly I would think Batman would be number one. Yeah. Based off all the the movies, all the different movies that have been made. Yep. Um because all of them were like successful in different degrees, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, and TV shows and cartoons, everything. Yeah, I mean, how could you? And it was, oh, it just made me mad reading it because it's, I, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, people say, oh, you're sexist, whatever, but I mean, that's clearly just pandering, saying that like this woman is the is the best, you know, superhero of all time. Yep, that's sexist. just nonsense. <laughs> So, so this was all poll data. It wasn't just someone compiled a list on their own. No, it wasn't a poll. It was uh, it, they ranked it. <coughs> Who did this? It was Entertainment Magazine. Yeah, huh. Entertainment Weekly, mm-hmm. which I normally like. But... Yeah, there was, um, and they had a bunch of criteria. It was like historic significance, popularity, all these things. And I think they ranked her the highest in historic significance too, hmm. which I could see it like having a high rank, but not above, uh, you know, like the the top dogs. There was, uh, it was, I think it was a while ago when they came out, but I thought it was very silly. Most uh, powerful superhero list. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just found it, too. A mm-hmm. 100-point system that rate each character nine categories. Cultural impact, bankability, design, modern relevance, mythology, nemesis, originality, pers- personality, and powers. Yeah, and again, Anthony and nemesis, and for this how week's can you issue, ever be Batman or Spider-Man? Like, They're like, yeah, you know, West the Villains is just heads together, compiled a list insane. of more than 150 mm-hmm. comic book heroes and laid out a dozen criteria to judge the most powerful. Yeah, that was silly. Sorry, Seth. What? I know you're a big Wonder Woman fan. Gonna have to cover up the Wonder Woman tattoo now. Fuck her. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know about that. No, she's. I don't. I don't hate her, but I just think that was being silly. What if I wore? What if I dressed as Wonder Woman for Halloween this year? I punch you in the face. I would block <laughs> you. <laughs> I got to tell you guys though, in in the land of one of the coolest looking ghosts that I have ever seen. Have you seen the uh, trailers for the new Pirates movie? No. Javier Bardem is this, like, vengeful spirit from, like, Jack Sparrow's past. Mm -hmm. And I think he must drown. 
because they have him in this way where like his hair is constantly like flowing like against whatever wind is blowing or anything. It's just like I love the look of it. I don't know how the movie will be. I'm sure Javier will be good because he's always good and stuff. But it's just one of the coolest looking like ghosts that I've ever seen on film. Hmm. Yeah, um, I've liked some of those movies a lot, and some of them I was not a big fan of. But uh, yeah, I know you didn't like the last one. No, so what, what was the, what is the title? I didn't even like the first movie. I thought you liked the first movie. No, no, no. I like the second one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. When um, Davy Jones shows up, I think it's called Dead Men Tell Dead Men Tell No Tales. But you just I have like to ghosts. see the look of Javier Bardem. He just, to me, just looks incredible. Mm-hmm. I like them. They're ghosts. They're scary. Well, I know sometimes you don't like to look at them. They're ghosts. No, I don't. I was really just. I, I know you love the movie, and a lot of people love the movie. But that crimson was it? The crimson ghosts of. Of the mountain oh, the or whatever, Crimson Peaks. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, I really like that. I love the look of the ghosts in that too. Ugh. I just thought they were really, really cool. That said, black. What didn't you like about the ghosts? Because they kind of flowed and they had a good look to them. They just were totally CGI. Ah, but that's not true. I know it's not, but that's what they looked like. Well. They weren't though, so how can that be? Well, I think they, I think they, they went out of their way to mess them up and make them look CGI. And apparently, they say they're not, but I don't know much of that. I believe. Oh, now you're just being silly. I didn't, I didn't like the movie. No, I, I mean you don't have like, to like the movie. I know, you don't but I have didn't to like the look. But if they weren't CGI, they weren't CGI. But they looked like they were. They didn't do a good job. They should just be in CGI because what they look like. <laughs> They're like, well, how can we make these people look totally like it's not really there? Oh, then you might not like this one either, that because like you might not like the look, but I, I love the look of Javier Bardem in this. Who is he, Javier? That's a guy from uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, and then he was in um, that uh, James Bond movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Plays a monk in another movie that's really good too. Yeah, he was great in the Bond movie. Yeah, yep. I think that was my favorite of the the new Bonds. I can't remember what the hell it was called. They got a lot of good villains in them because he's one of them, and then you had uh, oh, Mads. Mads, yeah. Was it the Mads one where he's whipping his nuts? Say that is like the worst scene ever. Yeah, that's bad times. He's there on a chair. Got a hole with his his balls hanging out, and Mads Nicholson's just like whipping him with a with like a bull whip. Uh-huh. Can't be good. Can't be good times. It's bad. No. All that right. Was, well, that was one that you feel you feel some sympathy for for Bob. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap it up here is uh, there's a Scott. There's a Puppet Master reboot, and I think it's. Uh, I think it's it's separate from the Charles Band ones, which is so weird because mm. Band's got like, Charles Band has one coming out, 
Uh, and then there's then there's a reboot of them, but made by somebody else. Huh. The Littlest Reich. What do you think about that? You must have sold the rights to it. Wow. Interesting. That, uh, while Charles Band works, at, this is from uh, JoeBlow.com. While Charles Band works at putting the finishing touches on the Puppet Master Axis termination, the latest entry in the Full Moon franchise, uh, D-Bone Venture Pictures and Caliber Media are moving forward with the Puppet Master reboot, Puppet Master The Littlest Reich. <laughs> I like the title anyway. I do too. It's so weird. It's a guy who wrote Bone Tomahawk, which was this, this awesome movie. It's like, how do I follow up this movie? that's like up for like Academy Awards. <laughs> I know I'll remake Puppet Master. Well, I mean, that's like a Wyatt Wood was in the new Maniac, so yeah, yeah, that's very true. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. That I do have to remember he does have a real name. He's not Frodo. All right, be Frodo does. I know. All right, so you guys want to wrap it up? Absolutely. All right. Well, I had a great time here. Yeah, always a always a good time. Always yeah. a pleasure, folks. Uh, awesome sound. guest. Yeah, I think he's got technical difficulties. Right. It's always a, it's it's oddly always right when it's time to go. I think he just hates saying goodbye. So oh, it might be it might be a sad time for him. Huge thanks to Barbara uh, McDolfi uh, from Suspiria. Really good guest. It was uh, a lot of fun talking to her, and it'd be cool to be meeting her in Texas. And also, yeah. And also, Stephanie Estes of uh, Bethany. uh, Very cool guest. And uh, thank you both for coming on. And Eonia, uh, the music of the month. Eona? What's that again? Sorry. In Eona. In Iona. Uh, music of the month. Uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, this is their last night here on the show. Uh, big thanks for them being on. But they got a, they got a lot of weeks because they, they were on every night for Greasy Week. So they got a Yay! Lot of weeks, uh, Yay! Hooray, Greasy Week. This week, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just all around uh, great show. Thanks, uh, you guys, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have any uh, any things you want to talk about in the future, post it in the Facebook group page or send an email if you're not on Facebook to withoutyourhead at gmail.com. What about the and Headless you, Hotline? The Headless Hotline, that's right. Uh, call in you call in anytime, 24-7, and leave a voicemail at 508-367-1813. And... Um, Ask us a question or a topic, whatever you want. You be creative. Just do whatever the hell you want, and we'll play it on the show, and we'll talk about it and or answer it. Keep it fairly Absolutely. short. Don't like send like a ten minute. <laughs> then you know, unless it's hilarious. Yeah, or tell us you love us. Aww. Something for ten minutes. Yeah, oh, gosh, we can dig that. Yeah. What do you mean pretend? I said tell us you loved it. I didn't say pretend oh, you oh, love us. Oh, all right. Oh, I said for ten minutes. Yeah. Oh. oh okay. ten message of love. Oh. Yeah, instead of ten minutes of hate or whatever it was. Well, yeah, ten yeah. minutes of hate. If you want to do that, that's fine too. <laughs> 
a strong emotion, though, is always, you know, always warranted. Exactly. All right, here. Oh, and before we go, I'm going to pick, uh, we do have a winner here for Greasy Week. Everyone who shared the show. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going to win yourself the Greasy Strangler on Blu-ray. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Kyle Gage. Woo, Kyle. Kyle. And we have two. It's a surprise here. There's two. We have two copies. Oh, ho, ho, ho. little swerve, is it? Yes. And the other one is at Robert Joe Thinks on the Twitter. Nice. So thank you, Mr. Thank you, Robert, for retweeting. Thanks, Kyle, for sharing. And in the future, help spread the head. Share the show, and every month uh, we get the cool prizes that you may win. All right. Mad cool, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. This is Nasty Neal. This is Annabelle Lecter. That would make me terrible, Troy. And, this is- and I'm Seth. <laughs> Seth. <laughs> I'm Seth. We have to figure I'm this out. I'm Seth. <laughs> Ha 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 